snap it, and it's Trey Burton who throws caught. Foles, touchdown. He goes. It's Hester. Inside the 30. Hester's going to take it all the way for a touchdown. You're listening to the Pigskin Project, the world's number one football podcast. Now with more insights on all things football, here are your hosts, Ben Hansen and Ryan Matthews. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the 46th episode of the Pigskin Project. Ben, we have somebody special on today, but how are you doing first? We got we got to introduce you first, as we always do. As we always do. Yeah, no, I'm doing I'm doing great. Finals week is here. Every college student knows what we're going through. Oh, yeah. So, but yeah, I'm doing good. How are you doing this week? Uh, solid, you know. Um, as of right now, I mean, you know, we had to kind of crunch some numbers at the end of the week for uh, sales and everything <clears> at <throat> my job. So, um, just under $3,000 in sales for me, just as, you know, in the last three days, I want to say. So, hey. not bad, not bad. Um, but yeah, no, we actually just finished up the uh, football season for uh, regional radio sports and everything. Um, but with that, I think that I should bring on our guest. What do you think? I think it's great. So he goes by Vin Dog, Vince Gray, the man, the myth, the legend. Um, we met just over a year ago, actually, at uh, Lucas Oil Stadium. One of my closest friends, my play-by-play guy, my broadcast partner. His name is Vince Gray, and he is on screen right now. Vince, how are you? Gentlemen, good evening, and uh, thanks for having me. It's it's So this is the second appearance that you've had. Um, True. You know, this is... This guy, right, for those of you that listen, maybe if it's like later in the week after we record or if you're watching live, um, Vince shouts us out every single broadcast. When he brings me in and everything, it's like, oh, he's the co-host of the Pigskin Project, Ryan Matthews, blah, blah, blah. So, like, this guy is probably our biggest supporter. I don't know how many people know that and everything, but we really do appreciate everything um, that you've done for us so far. I remember – um, just a little less than a year ago, I remember telling you, Hey, you know, me and my buddy started this football podcast and everything. It's going pretty good. And you're like, write it down. I'll shout it out right now. So super cool of you, man. Um, almost, or no, it's, it's been over a year since we've known True. each other. True. It's crazy. Our, uh, first time we met was, uh, down in Indianapolis at the, uh, IHSAA football finals. What a great week for football. And, uh, oh, yeah. and you made the mistake of making me the voice of the pigskin project podcast. That was, uh, <laughs> That's my claim to fame is when you guys are world famous, that voice that you hear that uh, starts us out, uh, that's me. So uh, oh, now yeah. you've got a, a name with a face, so I know you're going to lose listeners now. So that's a good thing. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, no, we really do appreciate it. I mean, Vince, we started off um, just this fall, right at the beginning of the school season. Um, we did our own you know, broadcast, me and you. Um, it's our first time being at the head of something for, for regional radio sports. Um, broadcasting pretty much all year for Kankakee Valley. Um, why don't you talk a little bit about that as well? 
Well, you know, Kankakee Valley uh, under the new coach, Kirk Kennedy, uh, you know what they say, uh, here comes the old boss, same as the new boss, that kind of thing. Uh, Kirk Kennedy, uh, no stranger to the region. He's won a championship at Lowell and Kankakee Valley's decided to take football seriously with all their new facilities um, and their commitment to the team. And the commitment that they made this year was to bring Kirk Kennedy on as their head coach. That to me said tons about what Kankakee Valley means to when means to do in football. They, they want to be serious in the NCC and that starts with Kirk Kennedy. So um adding him to the, the broadcast or adding him to the team was awesome. And then our chance to do a KV football, uh, we did a couple games uh, with schools that you went to. So yeah. uh, you enjoyed those broadcasts. We had a lot of fun uh, <laughs> until we took our cameraman, Nick Hughes, and stuck him in the rain for that last oh, game yeah. of the season. Oh, my goodness. It was a torrential downpour. And you know what we never thought of? And, and I was going to talk to you about this off air, but we can do it on air and Ben can laugh at both of us. You know what we could have done? We could have given him an umbrella. Yeah. Think about it. We had a, oh, I mean, we had a plastic oh, bag. Oh, no. Yeah, we had him out in the rain. It was raining sideways. He's in the corner by the press box. So we could have stuck an umbrella on him. There was no wind in that corner. Instead, his hat was like a sponge. He took it off and wrung it out, and there was water everywhere. I mean, he was a trooper. Uh, but at the end, oh, our camera gosh. was starting to glitch a little bit, and he was soaked in the skin. And I thought about it about a month ago, and I said, you know, I don't think I'm going to mention him that we should have just brought an umbrella with us. So uh, <laughs> that was one of our mistakes, but we had a lot of fun. We got a chance to do um, the sectional opener uh, with yes. New Prairie, who made it all the way to the state championship game. Uh, Kankakee Valley surprised the world by taking the opening kickoff back. They were up six to nothing, and then New Prairie woke up, and it was 46 to six as a final. Uh, we yeah. got a chance. I got a chance to do a semi state game with Mike Knezovich. Uh, and it was uh, bone chilling cold at uh, Andrean High School. They put us in the auxiliary press box with no heat. Thank goodness we had a space heater. <laughs> it was wind chills of five degrees above zero. But we got to see um, the um, the man, the myth, the legend, if you will, their running back. And uh, and oh. the, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, number yeah, 30. Drake Bowen. Yeah, Drake Bowen. Thank you. Uh, Drake Bowen ran. He only ran for a little bit. Three hundred and forty six yards. <laughs> on 33 carries, uh, the man who uh, took them to the championship, got him back to the final. Andrean unfortunately didn't win. But I think the success story of the uh, the football tournament for me was uh, definitely uh, the coach at Valparaiso. And when you talk about uh, the calls that they made during the state tournament, you got to remember, during the regular season, Valparaiso lost big to Maryville. Yes. And that turned out to be their last loss of the season. After that, Valparaiso went on a run uh, and they came back on the regional and avenged that loss 15 to 14. Then they went over to Fort Wayne Snyder mm -hmm. and they were down 14 to six, tie up the ball game. Then they go into overtime. They're down 21 to 14. They're down. It's down to fourth and nine. And if you get to see the replay, their quarterback is stopped in the backfield. He somehow gets away. He's four yards from the end zone. It's fourth and nine. He does the Superman leap into the end zone. And then Bill Marshall says, you know what? I'm going to go for two. And to take something from the current uh, the current sport that I'm I'm doing, the guy doesn't have balls. He's got basketballs because he went for two <laughs> in the semi state, and they they made it. So now they go against Whiteland, a team that's only 20 minutes from Lucas Oil Stadium. Here comes Gang Green down I-65, three and a half hours down to the stadium. They bring half the town. They may have, may have blocked up the town at that point because everybody yeah. was in Indianapolis. And what do they do? They have a drive for the ages. They go 95 yards on that final drive, they get a touchdown with 18 seconds to go. And Rocco Machichi gets the touchdown. That man's never going to have to buy lunch again in Valparaiso for the rest of his, his life. 
That was his only catch. That was his only catch of the game. Yeah, the only second time catch of the, the year. That's what I'm saying. It was yeah. his only catch of the game. You know, if you're gonna, if you're not gonna get serious about the game, then don't come out and play. But he gets a touchdown in the state championship game, and Valparaiso gets their first championship in 47 years. It, it was a lot of fun, and uh, uh, it was great to make the whole season. You know, last year at the beginning of the year, um, I didn't actually start the season. I was I spent the first week of the season uh, in an emergency room. Uh, because my heart said you can't be drinking Pepsi and eating so much McDonald's. But this year, every single game uh, made it all the way through, and we're into basketball now too. And uh, Ryan, you and I are going to get some fun. We're going to do some basketball too this year. Oh, yeah, we're looking forward to it as well. Um, Everybody can catch our broadcast on rrsn.com for that broadcast. It's going to be a fun little tournament, a little two-day festivity down there, uh, pretty close to Indianapolis. Um, So, you know, should be a lot of fun. Hopefully we can get some more work in down the road as well. Um, You know, I believe we got a couple more games slated, but um, we can only hope that there's another state championship experience for us down the line at Gamebridge Fieldhouse. But, Ben, um, what do you think, man? I mean, Vince is, I mean, our, yeah. our number one supporter. What do you think? Yes, yes. No, uh, well, me and Ryan on the podcast have been um, a lot of time hyping up Lucas Oil. Um, and my question to you is, how how different is it in, uh, you know, being at Lucas Oil as a broadcaster versus being at Lucas Oil as a fan? Well, I've only been to Lucas Oil a couple times as a fan. I went there for a Ball State game uh, when my daughter was at ball state and we had pretty good seats and every seat in Lucas oil is pretty good. Um, when you broadcast, you're on the, basically the press level, which is like 10 stories up and they take you in these elevators and you go all the way up. The lady looks at your press pass. She's dropping people off and you keep going up and up and up and up. And the next thing you know, you're in like the mezzanine level way up high. But the thing that was a cool experience for me was in the beginning of the game, because we have field access. Mm-hmm. So at the beginning of the game and Ryan can tell you, we got to do this. We're on the field. We're actually down on the field and we're on the horseshoe. And so I took a video and did the the 360 view. And I said, oh, by the way, if you don't know where I'm standing and I backed up and there's the horseshoe and then that Sunday football comes on. And I'm thinking (laughs) I stood right there. Um, It was a great experience. Paul Condry and the team at Regional Radio gave us an opportunity. Uh, They give us an opportunity to positively promote student athletes, which we love to do. Uh, We get a chance to uh, do what we do best. Uh, I can't say hello in less than a thousand words normally. And and that gives me a chance to do a little broadcasting. Um, Right now I'm doing Crown Point basketball and it's fun too. Uh, But I'd like to be able to go back down state for basketball as well, because as much fun as Lucas oil is, and that's a great view right there. uh, I can tell you uh, the Lucas oil view is nice. Courtside at Gainbridge for the state championship is pretty darn exciting. It's uh, it's a lot of fun. We, uh, Got a chance to do Crown Point Girls. We got a chance to do Couch Boys. Uh, anytime you get to go down to Indy for a, a situation like you see right there and, and get a chance to be part of a state championship deal, uh, it's really hard to believe that. That's uh, that's the view that I love so much. There's Ryan right there. <laughs> Pretty <laughs> you know, awesome. Funny. I I believe you took a couple pictures for me, and I took a couple pictures for you. Um, I remember being on like on the Colts field, um, you know, walking through with you and everything and you being like, I got to FaceTime my daughter about this. This is going to be so cool. And then like, yeah. you know, we, we FaceTimed our families and everything just to show them like what we were doing. And, you know, I took some pictures of you, you took some pictures of me and everything. And, uh, I also remember one of the things, um, you know, you were live on air with, uh, Paul Condry, the, the president of the company, um, the hall of famer. And, um, I got my first airtime, uh, well, I guess second, but first airtime at Lucas Oil 
Um, and so, you know, I put in a little bit of work and everything made it sound at least like I was, you know, a little bit knowledgeable and made it seem like I knew what I was doing. Um, and you said something pretty cool afterwards that I'll never forget that you were just like, he's going to do some pretty cool things. Like we should, you know, and you said that on air, you were like, this guy's going to be, he's going to have a bright future in this blah, blah, blah. And from that point forward, I was like, you know, and it takes a lot for me personally, but I was like, this Vince guy's all right. Like, I think, you know, I think, I think he can, you know, me and him are, we're going to do some work together and everything. Hopefully down the line, it's going to work out. And what do you know? It it did. Well, and I can tell you that, uh, that one of the biggest regrets I have is I went into media back in college way, I hate to say a long time ago, way before you guys were born. And, uh, you know, life came along and you move along and do other things and, uh, you know, no regrets. I enjoy all the relationships that I've built. And, uh, but now, uh, like you, I work a full-time job too. I obviously not going to mention my company other than to say that, that I have two full-time jobs. Plus I do this media thing pretty much full-time as well. And it's been a fantastic opportunity for me, um, to be able to positively promote student athletes, but also to promote basically my own brand as well and, and get out there. And, and I've run into people that say, I know you, you're from, and then they say regional radio sports and I'm expecting the other thing. So the best advice I can give you guys is to follow your passions because ultimately the only people that you have to answer to are yourselves. And, and that's the same thing with anybody that does anything that they want to do. That's important to them. The thing I love is sports I love uh, reaching out to people. I like connecting with people. Uh, we did a broadcast uh, just Tuesday night. We did the, the game from Crown Point last night. Uh, Crown Point played Ileana Christian. I got a chance to work with Chris Adzia. Now, if you don't know, Chris Adzia's son, Drew, was the point guard at Crown Point. Now he's playing basketball at Holy Cross. Um, mm. So to hear Chris talk about his son basically in the third person, he says, well, you know, Drew Adzia's moved on. And I'm thinking that's got to pull at your heart. But then he talks about how great his son is doing. Wouldn't you know, there's a freshman that comes out yesterday. First game he's ever played varsity, hits four threes in the game. It's the same thing. It reminds me of football. You see a lot of guys in the DAC as freshmen and sophomores that come up and make a contribution. Look out for Valparaiso. All of their big contributors are sophomores and juniors. I think they're losing two senior starters. So, again, you know, it's just – it's, it's a thing that you just you just can't put into words the opportunities. And, and I always make the joke, and you guys probably have heard me say this a hundred times, you know, that at least I know my mom's listening, you know, and it's my mom yeah. and my dad, and that's it. And that's enough for me. Uh, but to be able to join you guys is, is one of those thrills, too. And, and I meant it then, and I'll say it now. Uh, think about it. Uh, podcasts are, are a thing. Uh, media is a lot different than it used to be. Uh, think about it there wouldn't have been an opportunity for you guys to even do something like this unless you worked at a major media outlet. And now you have the opportunity to possibly chase your dreams. And, and it's something that, that I hope you keep doing because it gives me a chance to join you guys every once in a while. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, that's the dream as well. Um, you know, I, I, I mean, like Ben, I'm sure I could speak for him when it comes down to it, you know, you shouting us out every broadcast and everything really does mean a lot to us. Um, and so, you know, obviously, I mean, we're striving there. We want to get there. Um, you know, my, my biggest dream is, you know, having like a, a Pat McAfee show type setup and going to a studio and doing this someday, you know, like don't just do this in our rooms, you know, do this in a professional spot where 
there's pretty high level grade stuff and, you know, equipment and everything that we get to use just because of people that, you know, promote it just like you do. So well, we really do appreciate producer, You know, when, when you get hit the big time, if you need an associate producer, uh, I'm sure <laughs> at that point I'll be retired from whatever job I'm working. So I'll be more than happy to come and fetch your coffee and, and make sure that we get the scripts right. Trust me, I'll, I'll be willing to jump in. So just give me a call. I'm sure my wife can handle it. If I'm making 10 bucks an hour, it'll be no problem. Hey, <laughs> we'll definitely uh, send you the text when that happens. But first off, we got to get to our weekly review, um, starting off with our scores from this week. Um, you know, Thursday night football. Um, this is not this past week. There we go. Um, Bills and Lions, right? So, I mean, Thanksgiving. What a game to start off with. And Ben, I told you that this was going to be a pretty solid game. I think. Thanksgiving is going to start off pretty strong, and it did. The Bills beat the Lions 28-25 to in a close one. The Cowboys beat the Giants on Thanksgiving in the most-watched Thanksgiving game of all time, by the way. It was a record-breaker, 28-20. to The Vikings beat the Patriots 33-26. to The Panthers beat the Broncos 23-10. to The Browns beat the Buccaneers 23-17. The Jaguars beat the Ravens 28-27. to the Dolphins beat the Texans 30 to 15. The Jets beat the Bears 31 to 10. The Bengals beat the Titans 20 to 16. The Commanders beat the Falcons 19 to 13. The Chargers beat the Cardinals 25-24. This game I think was the game of the week. The Raiders beat the Seahawks 40 to 34. The Chiefs beat the Rams 26 to 10. The 49ers beat the Saints 13 to 0. The Eagles beat the Packers 40-33. to Aaron Rodgers was subbed out. He took the pads off, and Jordan Love came out and played pretty solid in his, in, in his you know, I don't know if you would call it his first appearance because he's made other appearances. So in his first, uh, I don't know, I, don't, I guess coming in for Aaron Rodgers. First appearance this whatever. year. Yeah, uh, that's, you know, whatever. Uh, Steelers beat the Colts 24-17 to on Monday Night Football as well. Uh, sleeper game. Um, but anyways, very solid week all around. Um, I do want to say before we get started with weekly news, um, we will not be doing weekly overreactions um, this week specifically because, um, you know, it's finals week and everything. We had to kind of, you know, put everything aside and just kind of focus on that. So um, before, you know, anything happened with the podcast, um this had to be done first. Overreactions is the only segment that we have to cut out this week. But other than that, everything else is going to be good. So um, without further ado, let's go ahead and get into weekly news. Ryan and Ben bring you weekly news. And also Vince. All right. So starting off early midweek, the Jaguars have claimed free agent running back Daryl Henderson off of waivers. I don't think we need to spend too much time on this one, but I do know, I mean, Daryl Henderson can be a beast. Uh, I mean, he can make it, he can, he was a difference maker at one point in time and um, pretty solid fantasy running back at one point. <laughs> but one point that I do want to talk about, Aaron Rodgers said, it says that he is dealing with a broken thumb yet. He played with it in Sunday's game against the Eagles. He was taken out due to an oblique injury. Um, and then this week, um, just actually yesterday on the Pat McAfee show, he announced that he, sh- he will be playing this Sunday against the bears at soldier field. Um, I'm excited about this. I mean, I'm going to the game. Um, I already got this giant fluffy, I don't know what you would call it, 
but it's got like all the fleece inside and everything. I'm going to be warm. Don't worry about it. But hopefully we can take the old dog out back and put him down this week. Um, <laughs> this man's injured. I mean, it should be an easier week. We've got a lot of injuries in Chicago, but uh, let's start with Ben. Ben, how do you, how do you feel about this? I mean, obviously we'll make our predictions, but you know, Aaron Rodgers. how big of a factor is this, et cetera, et cetera. Well, well m- more than Aaron Rodgers, honestly, the, the, the big key to this game is Justin Fields. Um, because the the difference between Aaron Rodgers, which is crazy that we're saying this, um, but the difference between Aaron Rodgers and Jordan Love is significantly smaller than Justin Fields and whoever else is playing for you guys. And we saw that <laughs> this past Sunday. Um, and even if Justin Fields isn't fully healthy, he, he just needs to play. And like you said, I, I, I live in the region. And at the end of the day, I do hope the Bears just absolutely smear the Packers. I'm rooting for you guys. Um, and, and, and I will say Aaron Rodgers, if he played the way he did against my birds last week, you guys stand a chance. He didn't play well at all. That offense actually looked better when Jordan Love was a quarterback than when Aaron Rodgers was. So you guys might actually be an advantage this week. So. Yeah, absolutely. I definitely think so as well. Um, you know, there are a couple key injuries as well. Um, I'm going to jump to it as we stay on the topic. Um, yeah. Bears wide receiver Darnell Mooney and safety Eddie Jackson both experienced season-ending injuries. Mooney was an ankle and Jackson was the foot. Um, Vince, what's your take on on this week? Before we – I mean, I don't want to get too deep into predictions, but what's your take on this week and how big of a factor is Aaron Rodgers playing injured? Uh, well, is that to the game? I think Aaron Rodgers is going to play until the uh, Packers are mathematically eliminated. That's what he said on Pat McAfee's uh, show. But think about this uh, backup for the bears. uh, Their backup quarterback was injured too. Uh, He was hurt. Trevor Simeon got hurt in pregame. Uh, They had to basically shoot him up so he could play uh, or they were going to have to go with their third string quarterback. And that tells you where the bears have been in terms of offense. I think that the Packers are going to come out. I think they're going to do what they always do. They're going to give the Bears a hard time at Soldier Field. I think Fields has been a, a an unbelievable um, addition to the Bears team. I think mm-hmm. he needs to be in the pocket more. I think he needs to learn how to pass. I think he's going to continue to get injured if he tries to run so much. So I think they've got to find a way to get him some pocket presence. But I do believe that it's going to be – I think the Packers are going to win, and I'm a Bears fan. I just think mm-hmm. Packers still have a chance to make the playoffs – um, if Rodgers can do it, Rodgers screamed last year, I own you. He used a couple of expletives that I won't use on this broadcast. I've already been looked into by the FCC, so I'm not going to be using any <laughs> foul language. I've already done that once today. But, but again, Rodgers, he's not afraid to, to beat up on the Bears. I think the Packers win this game because they have to, and I think with Sivian in the, in the quarterback slot, I think the Bears are not going to win this game, and I think it's better – that they sit fields for the rest of the year because he's got a bright future. Why, yeah. uh, why mess that up now and get him injured worse? Even though it's his non-throwing shoulder, it's still not something that they want to mess with. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, <clears throat> I mean, looking on the flip side of things, you know, if they were to play him, um, I mean, looking back at Monday Night Football when or Sunday Night Football when um, you know Jalen Hurts, he was running all over the place, and you know, I honestly feel like. You know, if Fields feels up to it, because obviously they're not going to play him if he's not feeling 110. Um, if he feels up to it, these Packers have no way of defending a quarterback that can run like that. Um, and it all just depends on the offensive scheme, and it depends on how they use Fields. 
um, in the pocket if they can, you know, if it's designed runs or if it's just him using his legs to extend the play. I think option B would probably win them the game more so than the design runs. I think the designs runs are what's going to get him even more hurt. Um, at the end of the day, I hope that he plays. Um, it would make the game more watchable. Um, I will say I met Travis Gibson in training camp and I will try to talk to him again, see if, you know, maybe we can make some magic happen and uh, get another guest on the podcast. Um, but no, I mean, Be careful with that though, because the man, you know, you've got, you've already got a bad reputation for that. You try to get somebody else on the podcast, they get cut. I mean, wait till the end of the season because these guys have oh. got careers and families. <laughs> you can't be bringing these guys, you're trying to bring them on, and then the they get cut luck. immediately. And then you got the, you know, the agent calling you that you guys jinxed him. It's you've heard of the Sports Illustrated jinx. It's going to be the Pigskin Project podcast jinx, <laughs> where you guys try to get guests on and they get cut. So maybe I better not be on the podcast with you guys because I'll be getting a call from regional radio saying. Uh, we need to make a change. So I'm just, I'm just need, yeah. throwing that out there. <laughs> All of a sudden I got a promotion. Uh, no, right. but <laughs> yeah. what I will say, what he's referring to is Rodrigo Blankenship. We, we almost got him on the show. So, um, <laughs> but then he got cut by the Colts uh, shortly after week one. It's unfortunate, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Should be an entertaining week at yeah. soldier. We're going to keep going, but we will go back to this conversation later on as well. Um, the jets have lost all confidence in quarterback Zach Wilson. Um, not really too big of news there. Mike White really showed up. Um, now this sparks my interest to see what Ben's going to have to say. The Eagles are having internal discussions about a contract dis- extension for Jalen Hurts that would potentially pay him over $50 million per season. How do you feel about that, Ben? Well, two things to that point. A, people see the $50 million price tag and they freak out. Everyone's like $50 million. I know I said it to you guys earlier. The QB market is always growing. It's always expanding. If Jalen Hurts makes $50 million this year, someone else is going to make $60 million the year after and so on and so forth. So in two years or three years from now, $50 million isn't going to even be top five in that market. I'm not too worried about it, but – I would uh, obviously I, he's shown that he's a franchise guy. He's the MVP race this year. I would love to have him back and have our, as our franchise quarterback, you know, for the next 10, 15 years. Um, but I would be really, really surprised if Hertz takes a $50 million deal. The dude is super, super humble. And I, I, I think we could see him take a Tom Brady esque route when it comes to his contract, not quite as much as Tom Brady, but for those who don't know what I'm referring to, uh, Tom Brady, wherever he goes, he ends up taking a lot less money than what the QB market actually is. So his team can put money elsewhere and form a good team. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Jalen Hurts ended up taking less money. And, and I say less money um, because in the NFL it is, but I wouldn't be surprised if he makes like $30 million a year versus 50 or something. And I could see yeah. him taking that less money to hopefully, you know, put that $20 million elsewhere to upgrade the team. But uh, again, at the end of the day, even if he takes the $50 million, um, I'm not too worried about it again. And, and the way the salary cap works, $50 million in a couple of years isn't going to be as bad as what people try to make it out to be. So, Rams wide receiver Allen Robinson is done for the year with a foot fracture. Um, the Chiefs have signed running back Melvin Gordon to their practice squad. Um, this one's interesting. There are rumors about Tom Brady potentially making his return to the Patriots this off season. Ben, you're shaking your head. Um, but I want to start with Vince on this one. What do you, what do you think? Is there any potential for this? 
Well, I, I think, um, first of all, uh, Tom Brady in about three years is going to get his AARP card. I mean, think about it. He's <laughs> going to be 47 years old, and they're talking about bringing him in as a quarterback. 47 years old. George Blanda was 47 years old and was an old man. He was the oldest guy ever. And Tom Brady's, you know, drinking his uh, his wheat, wheat germ shakes and, and doing his routine and getting married and getting divorced and, and playing through it all. Um, I don't know if I would want to bank my franchise's future, no matter how great the history, on a 47-year-old quarterback. I think you might uh, hurt your existing quarterback just a little bit if you bring a 47-year-old guy in to, uh, to take his place. You think about it, uh, he's darn near old enough to be his grandfather, let alone his father. So I don't know. I'd be careful with that one. I think Brady at the end of the season – uh, depending on what happens right now with the Buccaneers, who are not looking great. Uh, they've done some things in, in this season that Brady's never had to go through. I don't think he comes back for pride. I, I think this could be the last hurrah for him. He may come back to the Patriots for a one-day contract to retire as a Patriot. I could see that as well. Ben, you were shaking your head. Now, now let no, us let you speak your piece. Yeah, no, I'm right there with Vince. I, I, at the end of the day, we saw him retire uh, last year, and we saw him come back. Um, I, I don't think he's going to continue moving on. I think he moved away from Foxborough for a reason. He's not going to come back. And again, if he does come back, um, it's probably going to be a one-day contract. And, and again, like Vince said, he's facing stuff that he hasn't faced before. He, he's a losing record. He's five and six right now. And that division's a hot mess. It's a conversation for another day. Uh, but yeah, I, it's just tough to see that happen. I would be very, very surprised if it did. And lastly, for the weekly news section, Rams defensive tackle Aaron Donald is missing the first game of his career this week. He will not play. Um, so, you know, when you make your predictions later on, gents, keep in mind, well, you know. Yes. Uh, and then uh, one more that you forgot, too, that people aren't talking enough about um, for good reason. Uh, Deshaun Watson is back. It's his yes. first game this weekend to ironically against the Texans. So we'll see how this Browns offense does now that their franchise $50 million guy a year is back under center. So Ben, you say ironically, I say specifically what yeah. the NFL is made yeah. for storylines. The NFL does this kind of stuff and it just so happens that he comes back and makes his return back and it's in Houston. Oh wow! What a what a coincidence! They reduced his suspension so he could come back to play against Houston in Houston. There'll be protesters there, and again, they, we've heard all about all the accusations and all the lawsuits and all the things that are happening. Um, you could have knocked me over with a feather, so to speak, when they told me that Deshaun Watson was going to get a huge guaranteed contract. I mean, there was speculation that he was never going to play again, and now. He's got all this money, but did you hear the big number? He hasn't played a meaningful game in over 700 days. Okay, 700 days, that's almost two full years. And I don't care how great of an athlete you are. If you have lost two years of your career, especially at a position like quarterback, um, I'll be real interested to see how he comes back. Um, they haven't played bad under Jacoby Brissett. He's played well. The Browns have been one of the surprises this season. Uh, if Watson makes a difference, uh, more power to him. Uh, but I have a hard time wrapping my head around the whole situation. I, I think um, him being away from the game has been a distraction for a lot of people. And now that he's back, we'll see how much more of a distraction it could be for Cleveland. Uh, getting rid of uh, Baker Mayfield seems to be the right move, even if they went to Brissett. 
Yeah, and something to note as well. Um, if you're just so happening to be listening uh, prior to the Houston Texans and Cleveland Browns game, you can go on the Ticketmaster. There's a $39 price tag to get into the door to make you know yourself see this in person, this Deshaun Watson debut. Um, it's a lot cheaper than I had expected. I mean, you talk about storylines and everything and you think about, oh man, like they're going to get crazy ticket sales out of this. And not only that, but people are going to be tuning in and whatever. You would think these tickets are going to be pretty pricey. I mean, you know, I'm not going to disclose anything personal, but I know these Packers and Bears tickets are among the most expensive. And in fact, it's the number two most expensive Packers and Bears tickets in uh, recent mem- or recent history, let alone history in general. Um, and both of these teams are awful. So, like, you know, these teams, these two teams have played each other in the NFC Championship before, and this is more expensive. Doesn't make much sense. But when you look at storyline and everything, you'd think because of the storyline and because of the protests and everything, people would be buying these tickets, right? Like, I don't know. What do you guys think? 39 bucks. That's cheap. I mean, 39 bucks is a, is a dinner for two out in the, on the town. You wouldn't think an NFL ticket would be that inexpensive. Bears tickets are always expensive. I mean, they've got a 55 year waiting list or something for season tickets. I mean, you know, it's like when you were a kid and your mom and dad wanted you to go to the Bozo show and they put in for tickets when you were born and you got to go when you were 17. That's what it's like to get bears tickets, season tickets. I get it, but I don't know. I mean, do you want to go down to Houston? It's a beautiful stadium. It's oh, a great yeah. time. I mean, it's a, it's, a, it's a good place to watch a game, but um, I, th- I can think of more things I'd want to do with my 39 bucks. And I mean, that's definitely, you know, invest in maybe buying your guys' podcast or something instead. <laughs> something more of a plan. There's another All shameless right. plug for you guys. So there you go. Yeah, right. <laughs> so our next segment is one that we noted just last week. Uh, we're going to be talking about the NFL playoff picture and who's in the hunt. Um, but who is currently in right now? Um, I, I like it. I like it so far this week. Looking at it, let's go ahead. I'm going to share my screen. That way you guys can take a look too. Um, so checking it out. Um, the Chiefs are number one in the AFC. Uh, Miami Dolphins follow up at number two. Titans at three. Ravens at four. Bills at five. Bengals at six. Jets at seven. Um, and then looking in the North, um, you know, or the, uh, the NFC, I'm sorry. Um, Eagles, Vikings, 49ers, Buccaneers, Cowboys, Giants, and Commanders. Um, I could see, honestly, I mean, I'll, I'll speak my piece quickly. I can see the AFC staying the same. These teams are playing like playoff contenders. Um, you might see a team like, you know, Maybe the Chargers squeeze in there. Um, the Jaguars have a chance as well. Um, the Browns can make a push after Deshaun Watson comes back and everything. That final spot is up for grabs. I like the Jets, though. Their defense has been pretty good. Um, but looking at this list, guys, I mean, this NFC playoff picture is very much up for grabs. Um, the Seahawks look like they can be a playoff team. Uh, the Falcons look like – I mean – I, I say it right now. They're in the hunt right now at five and seven, but I, I will say that they will make the playoffs on air. Um, the Lions look like they could make it. Um, and I mean, since when could you say that? They're four and seven right now. And, you know, it's a tight race. Um, the commanders, I feel like, can also make us make a claim for this. 
Um, something else to note, and I sh- I'm sure I'm going to steal this from Ben. The entire NFC, what is it, NFC East division? NFC East, NFC, NFC East division is in the playoffs. The you Cowboys, Giants, Commanders, and then the Eagles at number one. This is nuts. In recent memory, I can't tell you the last time that this had happened. Um, so that's my take on it. I think the Falcons are going to be better than you know what people think. Um, overall, that's my thoughts. Whoever yeah. wants to go up next, yeah. And, and and to your point, no, it's it's never happened before. If this is how it ends, um, because this this last spot now just opened up a few years ago. Before it wasn't um, seven teams; it used to be six. Um, hmm. So so this last spot just opened up. So this this would be a first. Um, but yeah, I would be surprised. Um, I I really do think that Seattle probably ends up sneaking there in that last spot, um, and. Where it's at right now, though, I, I, I do think I would be very surprised if my Eagles give up that number one seed. Um, but I, I do think eventually we'll see that Niners uh, jump the Vikings there. Um, and honestly, of all those teams there in the NFC, the Niners are the most scary to me, man. That defense oh, is yeah. – they're, they're nothing to play with. There's an old adage, defense wins championships. And we see that every year, even though this is the offensive league. But that, that, that Niners team is scary, scary, scary. And then with them getting CMC, that offense is, is starting to pick up now too. Um, but the interesting thing too is, Ryan, if you could scroll down for me. How far? Just, just keep on going. I'll let you know when to stop. That right there, the Rams. That's wild. <laughs> At the beginning of the year, no one would have thought the Rams would have been 15th in the NFC. That's yeah. just don't know what happened for him this year but it, it is just wild that the rams stink this bad this year so yeah one thing that i want to note really quick before vince jumps in here if the Bengals were to lose and the patriots were to win i i don't remember what tiebreakers are and everything but there's a chance that this whole division would also be in there and they'd be the second division in the playoffs with the dolphins at two bills at five Patriots would be at seven and the Jets would be at six. Um, nuts. But anyways, Vince? Well, I, I wrote some notes. Uh, my surprise teams, first of all, the 49ers. Jimmy Garoppolo yeah. was going to be run out of town on a rail, and instead he signed as a backup just in case. And just in case happened in the first couple weeks of the season, the first week of the season, Jimmy Garoppolo's got those 49ers playing third in the, in the uh, conference. Uh, the Commanders, oh, my goodness. Talk about the commanders uh, and the job that, uh, you know, that uh, Ron Rivera is doing with that team on the move up. And they're seven and five, the commanders. Are you serious with their ownership mess? One of my uh, disappointing teams, the Bills. Uh, I really thought the Bills would be higher up on the list. I know they're fifth and they're eight and three, but the Bills were the ones that were anointed. They were going to go to the Super Bowl. It was going to be the Bills. Nobody saw that the uh, Eagles were coming. They didn't think the Eagles were going to be a factor. But again, you can you can count on the Cowboys to blow it. They're going to make a mistake. They're not <laughs> going to make the playoffs again. The Giants, the same thing. Uh, they'll make a mistake. Tom Brady's hanging hanging in there. Think about this: they're five and six, and they're the fourth seed. They're in first place, and they're below five hundred, and they're the fourth seed. You've got yeah. Tom Brady, a quarterback. That's the intangible. Does he play like a forty-six-year-old guy, or does he play like Tom Brady? Uh, but overall, the, the NFL is just uh, – it's crazy. And uh, I have Justin Fields as my fantasy backup quarterback, 
And the two weeks that I don't play him, he goes for 26 to 28 points. And you would think that uh, when you have Lamar Jackson as your quarterback, you'd be fine. Who knew that Lamar Jackson would trade jerseys with Justin Fields this year? <laughs> yeah, right. Who knows? And I mean, it's a Bears quarterback. How good does that feel? Right. It feels out of it feels surreal. It feels out of yep. body almost it, that the Bears. The, and you always hear this because you're a Bears fan. We haven't had a good quarterback since Sid Luckman back in the 40s. And, you <laughs> know, Luckman. Jim McMahon only won one Super Bowl. And then we had to deal with Eric Kramer coming over from Detroit. And OK, um, you know, we've dealt with bad quarterback play. Uh, I hope this injury to Fields doesn't make him skittish. I don't think it will. But uh, it'd be nice to see the Bears. Uh, not be the last team in the NFL or second to last and also be drafting high again. It would be nice to see that. Well, I think that it's going to be coming here in the next, you know, few years for sure. I think they're going to be contenders. Um, Ben calls me crazy for it, but you know what? I think that they're going to be up there. It's really hard. Um, Ben, I I told you this on the last episode as well. Um, I I'll make a plan for this off season as far as, you know, what I would do if I was Ryan Poles. Um, but when it boils down to it, it's it's a lot easier said than done. First off, let me just say this. Second off, I don't know what's going through the players' minds, who's going to be interested in going where. So obviously everything's going to be subjective when I do that. But when you map it all out, because I was telling my buddies about this at work the other day because they were talking to me about how, you know, oh, man, they could be good. They could be good. Yeah, no, it's not that they could. It's it's they will. They will be good. There's not a doubt in my mind that they will be good next year. They will be good the year after. You know, Fields is already developing into the star that he can be. Um, Madden will be fun to play again in you know in Chicago, but um, before we know it, I mean, the Bears are going to be contenders. About maybe two years into this podcast, we'll talk about it. Um, and it's fun to say the Eagles and the bears are going to be at the top at the NSC. And we are going to be having this podcast when it's all said and done. <laughs> <laughs> no. And, and, and more than anything though, the, the issue that I take with you saying that they're going to be contenders anytime soon, I do think eventually they'll get there probably within five years is even, even just within your guys's conference, not even the rest of the NFC. You have another young team that's on the up and up with the lions and Honestly, they look better than than the Bears, and you can't deny that. Um, but then also you have the Vikings that look like their offense is one of the best in the league, and it looks like it might be like that for another few years as well. So just within the NFC North, um, that's you know where my gripe is with saying they're going to be contenders because I don't even know if they're going to be able to make it out of the NFC North in the next few years. And then you have to talk about teams like the Cowboys, even though they do blow it, and the Eagles, um, and heck – even the Seahawks, man. So that, yeah. that that's my issue with it is, is looking around the rest of the NFC and not even so much the Bears. But, again, it's yeah. just what can you do with $110 million? So Yeah, right. Um, we're going to go ahead and move on really quick to our next segment here. Just when you thought it was safe to play the underdog, we put you on Upset Alert. All right, so Upset Alert brought to us by Vince Gray. Um, <laughs> so – you know, fun stuff. I have just four games. Um, you know, I'm, I'm going to go ahead. Vince, I'm not entirely sure if you've looked at this week's slate yet. So I'm going to go ahead and let Ben go first. I'll go second. And then Vince, you if you want to add in any games, then uh, or just, you know, jump in at any time, feel free. Um, ben, who do you have this week? Yep. No, I'm uh, right there with you. I actually have uh, five games, which is, again, 
Um, no, I have four. I'm sorry. I lied. Um, yeah, right off the bat, it's the game that you mentioned. Um, I would not at all be surprised if the Bears upset the Packers. Um, but the, the interesting storyline here, and, and I know this hurts to probably say, but v- Vince is right, man. You, you just have to, to sit fields and – and just let yeah. the dude develop and tank for a better draft pick, honestly. Because, like you said, I've been on, I've been on the be bad, get a top three pick, and trade to seven or eight. I think yeah. that's what you guys have to do. That's the move. But if Fields does play, um, again, that's all signs that they're going to really, really try to win this game. Um, so if Fields plays, that is a game that people should watch out for. Um, the Jets versus Vikings. Um, Mike White. Again, it's a conversation I think we need to have a little bit. Um, and it's a conversation we had um, even just last week. They have the pieces around them. The defense is spectacular, and they have offensive weapons when a quarterback actually is in place um, and can just make the easy throws. And we saw that last week with Mike White. And at what point do the Jets say, all right, we're going to stick with Mike White and say, see you, Zach Wilson. Uh, But, yeah, the Jets over Vikings, you got to watch that. Um, The Commanders and Giants, the Commanders – like Vince said, they're shocking people. Uh, there's a team that I, I was higher on going into the year than uh, what people look like. Chase Young is finally back. The defense looks scary. Um, and then just in terms of storyline, uh, Browns versus Texans, it would be one heck of a game if the Texans were, or if the Texans were able uh, to beat Deshaun Watson in his first game back in Houston. So I hope they do, honestly. Yes, I if don't. The Bears... I, oof. I'm just saying, not only not only because of storyline, but just because I mean, I need the Texans to win three more games this year. That way, the Bears can take that top top pick. Um, anyways, so I I have two different games than you, but you said it: Bears and Packers. Um, Bears have potential to beat them. Uh, I can already say I'm not going to pick the Bears to beat them, but they got potential, and it's one of those games where I'm going to be like, yeah, this is probably going to happen, but I'm going to be pleasantly surprised if it doesn't. Um, I've only been to one Bears game at Soldier Field where they lost, and they barely lost to the Dolphins, so um, who knows. But the Jets and Vikings, you already said it. Um, That pass defense is deadly. I'm really looking forward to seeing that Sauce Gardner versus Justin Jefferson matchup. Um, Not a lot of people are talking about it right now, but I definitely think that that's going to be like the the wide receiver cornerback matchup of the week. Um, It's going to be really good to watch. And then Mike White, like you said, I mean, he went off. And, I mean, when has he not gone off? So um, the Vikings defense isn't really all that great um, outside of a little bit of pass rush, um, which I think the Jets can baby – or they can, you know, put up with that a little bit as well. You're not going to like it, but I think the Titans and Eagles, um, the Titans have potential to upset the Eagles here. Um, the Eagles run game has been or run defense has been an issue. Um, and Derrick Henry is a God when it comes to that. Um, I think Derrick Henry is going to be really good in the run game here. Um, but then I also think Traylon Burks is somebody to watch out for as well. Um, I don't, not entirely sure how, your your injury report has shaken up to be i know you know you had a couple on sunday night football against the packers um but i'm not too worried about pass defense we have the we have the best cb duo in the entire league and that's and that's factual stats even back that up that's not even opinion based so trail on burke's day is bound to happen at some point though it's bound to happen but if if slay can lock down justin jefferson and james radbury can lock down adam thielen I'm not too worried about um, uh, about him. But, but the storyline people forget about this game, though, which I wanted to save for a little bit later, but now we're on it. 
AJ Brown's return to Tennessee. Oh yeah. 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 So that'll be fun. I would love to see AJ Brown go for, for Steelers like stat line that he put up just a few weeks ago with three touchdowns and like 140 yards. It'd be amazing. Those fans are going to be dogging on him the whole day. Oh, absolutely. But last but not least. Well, and guys, you know, you're talking about games that are that are going to be tight. I think the two games that we're not talking about, I think the two road team, well, one road team and one home team in the AFC, I think Kansas City goes into Cincinnati. Cincinnati's got to get a win. That's um, mine. Yeah. I, I, think, I think it's going to be – I think that the Chiefs are going down. I think – the Chiefs are favored by two on the road. That's too close of a number. And then I, the Chargers are favored at the Raiders. Mm. And right now, the Chargers are one and a half point favorite at at uh, Las Vegas. I almost said Los Angeles, Las Vegas. Um, I think the Raiders win the game. I think it's an upset. I think the Raiders win it uh, at home to go five and seven. I just think the Chargers have too many questions. But uh, yeah. It's late in the season, and the, the extra playoff team makes this interesting so much further into the year. I mean, we're going to have meaningful games around Christmas. We're going to have meaningful games around New Year's. Uh, it's going to be fun. And, by the way, Christmas Day is a Sunday this year, boys. Uh, New Year's Day is a Sunday as well. So you'll have uh, football, pro football, on those days, which is going to be very exciting. I just wanted to note as well as far as this game goes, because that was my last upset alert. Um, Jamar Chase is coming back. It, it is official. He will be coming back. Yeah. And, um, you know, he said in a press conference as well, the reason why he didn't play last week was more of a precautionary thing than anything that was regarding his health. Um, so, David, if you're listening, and I know you're not, but still shove it. Um, <laughs> to anyways. this me in the fantasy team. Yeah. Um, anyways, so um, – I've got I've got the most stacked fantasy team that I've ever seen, by the way. Just just saying, following my trade this week. Ben, do you want to talk about that really quick? I know we're not in fantasy land, but uh we totally can. Um I mean my trade this week was, was Okay, huge. that's I, I that's wild. I don't know how that happened. But real quick to my point, dude, my team is so darn good when they're healthy. I mean, yeah. I am on a streak for like the last like three weeks. I've been either the highest or second highest scoring offense or, or scoring team in the entire league. This is what happens when my team is healthy. It's just a darn shame that it happened week, you know, weeks and weeks into the season where I'm fighting for not last place, you know. But yeah, yeah your 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 trade was crazy. Um, I don't know let what me, the heck Matt was thinking. That was absolutely. Let me go crazy. ahead. I'll announce it. Um, so, you know, our own Matt, um, you know, Matt Hardman, that's come on the show a handful of times, traded for Josh Allen and DeAndre Swift, okay? And keep in mind, this is a two-quarterback league, so Josh Allen is pretty pretty uh, valuable. But what he offered me was ridiculous, and I had an offer that I couldn't refuse. That offer was Dak Prescott, Nick Chubb, and Chris Godwin. Um, the thing is, and what people don't understand the amount of moves that I have made for my fantasy team to make my team, the, the God squad. Um, this is, this is what it looks like right now. It's, it's changed a lot since the draft that we, you know, the draft show um, my quarterback is going to be Dak Prescott and Justin Fields. My starting two running backs is Dalvin cook and Travis ETN. My wide receivers are Jamar chase and Tyreek Hill. My tight end is Mark Andrews. My flex is now going to be Nick Chubb. 
My defense is the Eagles defense. And then I have Tyler Bass as my kicker as well. So just because why not? Um, you couldn't get a, a lineup that's that's better than that right now. Um, fingers crossed, though. Hopefully, we can end out on top. I'm not going to say that it you know will or will not end in my favor, but what I will say is I have been having a lot of fun in trades. Um, this has been a lot of fun. So, um, yeah, shout out to Matt. Appreciate it. Uh, we, we got it done and everything. Originally, um, he just asked for Josh Allen. I said, let's get this thing done. And, you know, Asked for Dak Prescott, asked for one of his running backs to put in my flex. And uh, then he threw in Godwin just because I originally wanted Saquon Barkley. But he was like, hey, just because it's not Saquon, I'll give you Chris Godwin. I was like, all right, no problem, man. You know, whatever. Accepted that trade in a heartbeat. Um, everything's all good. So, um, yeah, Ben, now that – I mean, you're in you're in my league. What was your immediate reaction when I announced it? No, 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 no. You're in my league. <laughs> um, I mean, I know – I know that you've been the the reigning champ, reigning but at the champ. same exact Again, like three P. I what? This is your second year in this league. That just, you know what you sound like. You this know what is, you sound like. This is this is this is why sound like the me. Bears fans back in eighty back in eighty five. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> it, 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 it's it is wild to me that 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 the people in our league like the the trade you made for Tyreek Hill. Like, what was that? Like, <laughs> like you're you're turning potato chips into gold. Where these trade offers, I take any of these in a heartbeat. I, I question the people that are in our fantasy football league. We'll say that. Hey guys, I've been in a league for over thirty years. Okay, so my first fantasy football league, we did the draft in my buddy's garage, and he had to get the Sun Times, and he would fax us our scores on Mondays <laughs> and Tuesdays. We would get faxes, okay, and you had to call in your lineup by a certain time and put it on this guy's answering machine and an answering machine just for your fantasy lineup. So he could get the time. So trust me, I've been in the same league for literally 32 years now, 31, 32 years. And uh, the name of my team is the Vax because we suck. And I changed the name of my team this year to Tommy Pham's money. If you know the story between Jock Peterson and Tommy Pham, that I, for one year I've been Tommy Pham's money, but I mean, I want to know if Ryan, if you're in like, if you guys are in a league with two other guys, because that team in my league, I'm in a 12-team league. No way. Um, I drafted in the middle. I always do. And I took I take a quarterback and a kicker early. I always drive everybody nuts. Uh, <laughs> you know, I always do. I take a quarterback normally as my first or second pick because I, I like quarterback play. I always take a kicker in the fifth or sixth round, which drives everybody crazy. And then I always pick up a defense in the seventh round. It's just that's what I do, and that's why my team is called the Vax. But you're talking about a two-quarterback league. I can't keep track of the one quarterback I have. So uh, more power to you. If you can pull that trade off, uh, uh, maybe uh, maybe your sales numbers will go up a little bit because uh, anybody that can pull off that trade should be uh, a salesman for sure. Hey, all I got to say is it's a 10-man league. And yeah. The trades that I've been able to pull off, the, the talk into, the salesmanship, there has to be a little bit of salesmanship there. So, a lot of uh, bit of salesmanship there. Yeah, a lot. <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. Um, ben, I mean, I don't know. I, I honestly do feel bad for you, though. I mean, this man, let me just say, you know, it. looking back on it, you want to describe your, your running back mishaps? Uh, I wouldn't call them. It's it's wild. Yeah. So, so. <laughs> or just team in Vince, general, actually. Yeah. No, I. My team has been struck with injury. It has been wild. Again, now that they're healthy, I've been on an absolute roll. Um, but the 
three I had three running backs in a span of like I think it was four weeks all hit IR. I had uh Javante Williams who hit IR. Um I had Elijah Mitchell who hit IR. Uh, and then there's a third back, uh, Rashad Penny, who hit IR. Like, in, in a span of a week, like two or three weeks, I, I mean, my entire running back cord just all hit IR, and I had to completely flip it on its head. I've had wide receivers that have been stuck on IR. It just it has not been my year when it comes to injury, I'll, I'll tell you that. He had, he had Jonathan Taylor as well that didn't lay an egg until halfway through the season. So, you know. Um, but let's go ahead. Let's yes. move on to Pigskin Pick'em. We got a little distracted. My apologies. You think you know football? Well, prove it. This is Pigskin Pick'em. So last week, I, I didn't get distracted uh, because I went on an absolute hot streak. Um, ben, I mean, I was blowing up your inbox. I went 14-2 and two in my predictions yes. last week. Pretty solid. Um, ben, you went 8-8. Eight and eight. Um, and, and keep in mind the trash talk was there all week long and we'll get to college corner. But <laughs> what I will say is, um, you know, we, I mean, we had to, we were tied Vince. I don't know how much attention you've been paying to our, our, uh, podcast, but what I will say last week, we were tied in our overall records. I don't know how it happened, but we were tied at 96 correct predictions 67 incorrect predictions and one tie thanks to the week one tie uh indianapolis versus um houston so pretty crazy but i mean i i took my lead back it was nuts <laughs> well and it's crazy too that you think about it you think you're in a successful thing and you've got 97 right but you've got 67 wrong okay these guys that are actually doing this for a living They'd want those numbers because, you know, they they bet the house when they've got a sure thing. And uh, and I've seen a couple of the podcasts with the predictions, and, and I'm not going to say uh, it's for entertainment purposes only. I'm not going to say that I bet against you guys, but there's a lot of weeks when I say, okay, who are they picking? Okay, I'm going the other way. But <laughs> lately, I haven't had to do that, you know, and and uh, and that's a good thing. You know, it's, it's, it's fun to see, to make these predictions, especially when you're not you're betting your house or your car on it. It's, it's easier that way, you know? <laughs> yes. I, I will say our overall record is I am 110, 69, and 1, and you are 104, 75, and 1. So – um, you know, we've got a little bit more of a gap now. Hopefully I can expand that gap this week, starting off with Thursday night football. Um, ben, I'm going to have you go and then I'll have Vince and then I'll say my prediction. Um, yeah. Thursday night football. It's, it's the bills versus uh, Patriots bills versus Patriots in Foxborough. Um, yeah, no, I, in, and like Vince said, the bills haven't played the way that we wanted them to play. Um, but I, I can't pick the Patriots over the Bills. I know it's in Foxborough, but I, I just can't do it. The Bills are going to win this game. I do want to say as well for those that might be, you know, making little conspiracy theories in the back of their heads, I already pre-picked all of these games. I have explanations for all of them. Um, but, you know, just wanted to put that out there to let it be known that I am not being influenced by your guys' answers. So. Nope, he's picking mine because he wants to keep that eight-game lead. Right, That's he's just going to pick whatever you pick, and it'll make it work out for the numbers. He's 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 being <laughs> smart. Vince, Thursday uh, Bills and Patriots. Um, I I can't say that uh, that I'd ever bet against Belichick, but there's no way the Patriots win this game. The Bills have got too much at stake. Uh, it's the first game of the week. They want to make a statement. 
I think the Bills even beat the number. They're favored by three and a half. I think it's a touchdown or maybe even a 10-point victory for the Bills mm. uh, easily on Thursday Night Football. All right. Starting off with the noon games, Packers and the Bears. Boys. Wait, you're not going to give your predictions? I, I picked the Bills, obviously. I mean, all the way around. I mean, obvious, you know, obvious Uh-oh. predictions. But, um, Ben, starting off with the, uh, the Bears and Packers, what do you got? Um, this is tough because we don't know anything that happened with, um, with Justin let me, Fields. Let me say this, too. I want to I give you guys a fair shot, um, you know, looking at the injury report just because I already looked at it and everything. David Bakhtiari is out – or, I mean, not yes. out, sorry. He, is do, uh, he did not participate in practice oh. today. Mm-hmm. Um, Chris Barnes, full participant. Uh, Devondre Campbell was limited. Uh, AJ Dillon was limited. Romeo Dubs is limited. Rudy Ford was a uh, full participant. Uh, Shamar Jean Charles was a full participant. Elkton Jenkins did not participate. Aaron Jones was a limited participant. Aaron Rodgers did not participate, but he did announce that he was going to be playing. I'm assuming they're just holding them out. Um, and then Darnell Savage. Uh, did not participate. And then for the Bears, Larry Borum did not participate. Jaquan Brisker did not participate. Chase Claypool, a limited participant. Justin Fields, limited participant. Uh, Kyla Gordon did not participate. Dante Pettis did not participate. Riley Reef did not participate. Oh, by the way, Pettis was out with a uh, illness, so he could potentially play. Um, Trevor Simeon did not participate. Kendall Vildor limited, and then Sterling Weatherford, uh, full participant. So lots of injuries, but just thought yeah, wait, wait, uh, wait, make it, way to make it easy for me. And the Packers are gonna <laughs> win this. I was gonna hedge, I was gonna hedge my bets and say, you know, Justin Fields plays, then the Bears are gonna, nope, the Packers are gonna win no matter what. Sorry, I hate to tell you, Ryan, I know you're gonna go and see that game. Um, and, and I'm again, I'm really rooting for you, but. Yeah, I think the Packers are going to win this one. Putting the I, on I, the I have to agree. The Packers are going to win, and I think they're going to. I think they're going to win big, enough, big enough to where Jordan Love can get a little bit more time. I think they're going to take Rodgers out as soon as they get the chance. I think the Packers probably win by ten or more. If you have a backup quarterback, well, not really a backup quarterback from New York, beat you by twenty-one, uh, and then a rivalry game like the Packers, I think the Packers uh, have a big win this week at Soldier Field. All right. I also go with the Packers just because, um, you know, you can't bet against it until it actually happens. We have that, you know, way of thinking on this. But like I said earlier on, I said that I would pick the Packers and just be pleasantly surprised if it doesn't happen. So um, Steelers add Falcons. Ben? Oh, this one was this tough. tough. This game and then uh, the game of the week that we'll get into a little bit later. Uh, we're definitely the two hardest games for me to pick. Um, I'm just I'm I'm gonna pick the home team. That that's really what's the decider there. I'm gonna go with the Falcons. Um, and if it was in if it was in Pittsburgh, I probably would have went the Steelers. Uh, but yeah, we'll go with Falcons this week. Vince, um, you know this one is. Um, I mean, it's amazing we even have to talk about these two teams right now. Uh, <laughs> think about this: the Steelers have had winning records for what is it, 20 consecutive seasons? Is that correct? Going into this year? Yes. Yeah. So I I think the Steelers uh, decline continues. I think the Falcons again, win by a touchdown at home. I'm going with the Steelers. I really like their run game. And I think that, um, you know, they'll be able to contain Marcus Mariota. Um, I'm going with the Steelers on this one. Jets at Vikings. 
Um, yeah, we're going to go with the underdogs. Um, I just have to. I, again, I put them in the upset alert. Um, yeah, we're going to go with the Jets, man. Vince? No chance. The Vikings are going to win this one easy. <laughs> I'm going with the Jets myself. Jaguars at Lions. Ah, um, these teams are, are both right there on the same field, I think. Um, I think we finally saw Trevor Lawrence um, play the way we would have hoped Trevor Lawrence to play um, that game last week was just it was you couldn't turn it off. It was a very very fun game to watch. He played the like Ravens, a Manning. <laughs> yeah, the, the Ravens almost almost won that too, which is uh, wild. Um, Jameis Williams or J- Jameson Williams might come back this week. Um, we don't know yet uh, if he doesn't come back this week. He's definitely going to come back next week. Um, Looking good, just, running routes on the sideline. Yes. Jeez. Um, I could go either way on this one. Um, I think we're going to go with the Jags. We'll take the Jags on this one. Okay. Vince? I've got the Lions at home, which right. surprises me. I don't really like the Lions. I actually saw the Bears play a uh, Thanksgiving Day game at the old Silverdome, and uh, that was my favorite Bears game going on the road up to uh, Detroit. Uh, but I, I think the Lions win this one. I am going with the Jaguars. Um, Trevor Lawrence just looks that good right now. Titans at Eagles. Um, I did it last week, um, and it's tough for me to say because I haven't done it all year long uh, outside of last week in the Vikings game. Um, but yeah, we're gonna have to have the we're gonna have the Titans upset the Eagles and, and take this one home. Like, like you said in the intro, there, man, you stole my thunder, which is a shame <laughs> or earlier, but um. I think the Eagles are going to struggle having to stop Derrick Henry. I mean, everyone does, uh, but this run defense just has not been with it this year. Um, and honestly, it just comes down to our offense. Can our offense play the way they did uh, last week against the Packers? Um, and I, I sure hope so, but I think the Titans are just going to chew clock and, and get these eight, nine-minute drives. Um, I think the Titans are going to win this one. Vince? Um, I have more faith in the Eagles than Ben does, I guess. He's the Eagles fan <laughs> from that last segment. Um, no, I think the Eagles win this thing. Um, I think the Eagles want to win more football games just because they want to oh, I hope so. get to the point where they can get some rest. Uh, and and you, you're worried about that, too. you got the number one seed and you rest your players. But um, I, I think the Eagles really try to step on it and go 12 or 13 and 1 because, remember, there's an extra game this season, too. So that's going to make a difference in the way they, they think about the end of the season. But – I think the Eagles win it pretty easily. I think uh, Derek Derek Henry is 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 a huge man, but I think the Eagles are a huge team. I think the Eagles will win this one pretty easily. Ben, I talked to you out of your own team. I'm going with the Eagles as well. Um, the thing is, I I really do like AJ Brown and his return team. You already said it. You stole my thunder there as well. Look at that, We're trading off. But what I will say is, what happens when the Titans don't have enough clock to manage? And um, something to note uh, from last week as well. I mean, Jalen Hurts and his fantastic run game. I mean, that was good. And then, you know, I almost said my word of the day, Vince. Phenomenal. Um, anyways, <laughs> so um, we had a little talk on the side. We, I say phenomenal about 40 times a game. Uh, anyways, so, you know, Jalen Hurts looks good. Miles Sanders, all right, you know. Um, but overall, I mean, even if it comes down to it, their passing game is enough to knock off these Titans. So speaking of return games, Deshaun Watson returns to Houston Browns at Texans. What do you think? I, as much as I would like to have the Texans win this game, 
Um, the Browns are just a better team. Um, yeah. They, they just are. Um, and, and I do think obviously Watson's going to come back and he's going to be rusty. Um, but the Texans just have not looked good. And it's, it's hard for me to pick the Texans to win any game, even though they play teams well. Um, yeah, we're going to have the Browns win this one. Vince? Ben said it exactly right. I, I think Deshaun Watson comes back. He's rusty. Um, I think that there's uh, opportunities for him to um, play football. Uh, he's going to get booed. There's no doubt by the Texan fans. He's going to get uh, – there's going to be protesters outside the stadium. I think it's going to distract him more than he wants to let on. He's going to want to prove himself. I think he's going to press. I think he's going to make mistakes. Um, and I think – wouldn't be surprised if there's a couple of pick sixes in his future – um, I think the Browns win it by more than seven. I think they probably win it by 14 or more. I will also go with the Browns, um, but it's going to be noisy and it's going to be a lot closer than what people think. I'm thinking like a 23-20 type of game. Um, I'd love to see this one go into overtime. But the thing is, the thing that I am most bummed out about, I can't watch this game. I can't. I'm going to be at Soldier Field. I can't watch it. It's oh, not an God. afternoon game. Oh, they God. should have like flexed it just for me, you know? No, but I will be checking my phone. Um, I mean, you know, in between, you know, quarters and stuff when we're not, you know, or maybe when we're going to get snacks and everything, which by the way, I will never do again. That was a bad mistake yeah, was, from my was... last game. Um, but anyways, yeah. So pretty disappointed that I won't be able to catch up with that one, but commanders at saints. Oh yeah. I'm going Browns by the way. I don't know if I said that, but commanders at saints or giants, not saints. Yeah. <laughs> Other letter. Yes. Um, this is tough. Um, like, like we've said, um, the, the giants are frauds. We've been saying it all year long. Um, I'm rooting for the commanders, man. And I think the commanders are going to come out and, and win this one as well. Honestly, though, more than anything, um, I just hope no one gets hurt on that MetLife turf. So. Yeah, no, that was awful. And, uh, you know, Ben's going with the commies. Uh, Vince, who you got? Uh, I think I think the Giants win this one at home. Uh, they've got something to play for still. The Giants are, are a decent football team. Daniel Jones has, has played reasonable football. He's, uh, he's not uh, a superstar quarterback, but he's a game manager. Um, so I, I think he goes ahead and finds a way to get it done. I, I think that would be considered an upset because Washington's favored by two and a half. So mm. uh, I think the Giants win it at home. All right. Um, I'm also going with the commanders, though. Um, I like this commander's defense too much. And uh, this this passing game with Taylor Heineke is going to take off. Uh, Broncos at Ravens. Uh, the Ravens. Um, the Ravens have a bad taste in their mouth and – um, the Broncos just haven't played well and uh, something that we haven't touched on yet. Um, we're seeing, we're seeing Russell Wilson really get to this Broncos team. Uh, for those who don't know what I'm talking about, uh, the defensive lineman, I think it was number 98 for the Broncos um, screamed at Russell Wilson. And we saw it just in frustration. Um, yeah. The Broncos are not looking good. Um, and again, like I said, the Ravens have a bad taste in their mouth after how that game ended. Um, I think the Ravens are going to win this one pretty handily. Vince? Now, Lamar Jackson's my fantasy quarterback, and I'm not going to say Broncos country, let's ride, because, uh, I mean, you get to see that Russell Wilson was probably a product of the system in Seattle. I mean, he was a good quarterback, don't get me wrong. He threw a, a good ball, and, and he had a good good parts around him. But I think you've seen that if you put the whole thing on his shoulders, 
Uh, sometimes it's not all there. I think the, the Ravens win it uh, pretty easily. And before I give my pick, um, which, by the way, you know what? I'm just going to say it's the Ravens. But I do want to go ahead and, you know, show everybody what this was. Um, if you're watching, did not look very good. Um, so overall, just not a good, uh, you know, showing from the defensive player. Um, and I mean, you you have to be pretty frustrated at your quarterback if he just can't do anything and the defense is making stops. So, um, but yes, going with the Ravens. Starting the afternoon games, the games that I'll be able to watch, uh, Dolphins at 49ers. Um, and I, I told you guys a little bit earlier that um, I had another game that was really tough to pick. I think this is the game of the week. Um, if you can only watch one game this week, I think this is the game to watch. Um, again, the Dolphins, their offense is potent, and not a lot of teams have been really able to stop them. Um, it'll be fun to see them go up against the best defense in the entire NFL. Um I don't know who's considered the upset here, uh, but I'm, I'm going to pick the 49ers to win this one. All right, Vince. Um, I think Tua, when he's not uh, fighting a concussion, and, and especially if Raheem Mostert can come back and play a little bit this week, even if you can give him some meaningful minutes, I think I really think that that's a basketball term. Sorry about that. Uh, I think that the Dolphins win this game on the road. I, I think they have a lot to play for, and – they do have a better record than the 49ers. Uh, Garoppolo is a good quarterback. He's doing well. But but I think they find a way to win, uh, especially because Tua likes to find the middle of the field and, and Hill likes to get out and go. I think um, the 49ers have played well, but they haven't been tested by this kind of an offense. So I think the Dolphins get the win. I am also going with the Dolphins um, just because I think that pass game is going to be too much for the, the 49ers to handle. Um, moving on, Seahawks at Rams. Um, I don't think there's much here. Again, the Rams haven't played very well. Like you touched on, Aaron Donald isn't playing. Um, I think the Seahawks by a pretty wide margin. Vince? I'm picking the upset here. I think the Rams win it at home. I, I don't know why I think so, but I think Seattle comes in. Um, that's a tough place to play. Uh, the lights are a lot brighter in, in L.A. I think I think the Rams pull it off. I think this is the upset of the year so far. The Rams are going to go to 4-8. and eight. And Seattle will drop to six and six. All right. I'm going with Seattle on this one. I think it's a safer pick. Um, but I mean, it's going to be a decent game to watch for sure. Um, this one gives me the same vibes as the Raiders and Seahawks did last week. Uh, moving on, speaking of the Raiders, Chargers at Raiders. Ben? Um, again, the Raiders were a team we mentioned uh, pretty early on that they haven't looked good, but in the last few weeks, uh, they've really, really picked it up. Um, We're going to go with the Chargers. So <laughs> I just think the Chargers are a better team. Um, I, yeah, I, I think the Chargers are going to win this one. Vince, you picked the Raiders early on in the upset alert. Are you sticking with the Raiders or are you changing your pick? Yeah. No, I'm staying with the Raiders. I, I think, I think Josh McDaniel eventually will figure it out. I think, uh, I think the Raiders are, are getting the win and I think that they're going to expose the Chargers a little bit. I think at six and six, the Chargers are going to be in a little bit of trouble. So, I think the Raiders get the win at home uh, at 325 on Sunday. All right. And then I am going with the Raiders as well. Uh, Chiefs at Bengals. Yeah. Um, again, both of you guys touched on this one. Uh, Jamar Chase is back. Um, this will be interesting. Um, I, I think the Bengals are going to win this one. And uh, I think Ryan's going to be happy about it because he's a uh, well-known Chiefs hater. So 
But I think the Bengals are going to win this one. Ben, I'm right there with you. Bengals are going to win. I'm actually going with the Chiefs. Um, I I think people are going to go into it. There's going to be a lot of money bet on these uh, Bengals, but um, the Chiefs are going to come out on top. Next up, Sunday Night Football, Colts at Cowboys. I have no clue how this is Sunday Night Football. Colts, I, I said I, it. I said it to Vince when he first got into the studio. I was like, "Why are we getting all these Colts primetime games? I hate it." But anyways, keep going. I'm yeah, sorry to cut no, you off. no, you're right, and, and right there too with the Patriots. The Patriots are in prime time for like in the next like three or four weeks, which is just it's awful. Um, yeah, no, the the Cowboys are going to run away with this one. I don't see any world where the Cowboys lose this. Vince, I, I think the it's going to be a better game than people think. I think this is where Dak starts to make mistakes like he does at this time of the year. Um, and I will say that Jeff Saturday has been a surprise. Uh, the Colts haven't played horribly. Um, I don't think that that pick for bringing him in as a coach uh, may have been a publicity stunt. It might have been seen as a joke. But, I um, mean, you can't argue with the fact that the Colts haven't played horribly under Jeff Saturday. I mean, Frank Reichs was a good coach for them. But, I, I mean, you got to go with the Cowboys. But I, I think eventually Dak shows his true colors and uh, – I think that the Cowboys are going to do what they do every year. They may make the playoffs and they'll find a way to lose. So wait, I'm sorry. I didn't hear the Cowboys. Is that where you're going? Yeah. Yeah. I think the Cowboys get the win, but I'm telling you, I've been impressed with Jeff Saturday. I, it won't break my heart as I'm kind of a closet Colts fan myself. I like the Colts. (laughs) I I like the, uh, I like the stadium. I like the team. I I like the fact that uh, the practice facility is right down the street from one of my stores, uh, Mm. run into a bunch of their players, uh, they're fantastic in the community. It's it's just, I mean, it's it's a small town feel in Indianapolis. But the Colts play big time football normally if they yep. can ever figure out their quarterback situation. But I, I think Jeff Saturday is playing for he's working for a job, and I think right now they may bring him back. Uh, see, I I mean that time management issue just this mm-hmm. pre week that was that was pretty iffy but i mean you're gonna make mistakes it's it's your first gig um and he explained it as well so um you know you never know but the saints at buccaneers monday night football last but not least um i know i know our again our dear friend matt would love to see the saints pull this one out um i just don't think the saints have enough in the tank to do it um i I think the buccaneers uh win this one some breaking news as well. Uh, the Seahawks have claimed safety Jonathan Abram yeah. off waivers from the Packers. Um, I don't think this is like breaking, breaking news, like as we're listening in live, but I, I think I read this earlier, but still Jonathan Abrams, he's a decent safety. So anyways, Vince, um, you know, this is the second time you've broken news this week. We got to break that news at East Chicago too, about yeah. the athletic director. That was fun. Um, Shameless plug for us. Uh, I actually think the uh, the Buccaneers win this one pretty easily. All right, and Ben, just to be sure, you pick the Saints, right? No, I, I, I picked the Buccaneers. Bucks. Okay. Well, yeah, I'm Bucks, going Bucks with the Saints. I, I'm rooting for the. I, I have to root against the Saints, and I will say, as much fun as I have had rooting for the Eagles to win, um, I've arguably had just as much fun rooting against the Saints each and every week. It's fun rooting for a team to lose when it's not my team. So, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I understand that for sure. Um, but keep in mind um, the Buccaneers, Ooh, they did win. They won in 
Okay, yeah. See, that yep. makes sense. So they won in New Orleans. I think that New Orleans is going to win in Tampa because that's normally how it works anyway. Um, so that's going to do it for this. Kyle Gagliardi tuning in. That Jeff Saturday clock management last night wasn't great. Checking in late after Hoosiers went. Hope you guys yep. had a good Thanksgiving and hoping your Bears get a win so the Packers get a better pick. Hey. I'm right there with you, Kyle. Again, I go to IU. I almost uh, I almost went to this game, but I have this podcast. But for, for those who don't know what he's talking about, just real quick, football podcast. But uh, IU played UNC today, and they won. Go Hoosiers. Wow. That's Notre nuts. Dame. Notre Dame beat Michigan State guys by 20. So, yeah. yeah. No, I mean, I saw that too. And, and wasn't it a whiteout game too, Ben, at IU? Yes, it was. Yeah. That makes Assembly Hall look so cool. <laughs> all wearing the white that that and you chose the pigskin pot project podcast that's why you're going to have a future in this business because it's business over pleasure right because you couldn't get a seat you want to tell us the truth now banner <laughs> no on? no i i had i had opportunities to go uh but again the the, the podcast comes first for me again uh, i love doing it each and every week with ryan and it's uh something we're trying to get to grow so Oh, for sure. And Kyle Gagliardi, somebody that, you know, helps us spread it out as well with Overtime Sports Network. Um, he says, go Hoosiers. I was at the game six years ago and we beat UNC. So, hey, maybe you're the good luck charm. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> we're going to go ahead and move on to Ben. I mean, while we're on the topic, um, Ben's favorite and probably his is the one that he was really looking forward to as far as segments go. Pro football isn't the only game in town. Let's take a stroll to Ben's College Corner. Oh boy. So <laughs> I, hey Ryan. this is, this was bad. Um, so hold on a minute. Yeah, whatever, whatever. I just want, I just want you to know the video is delayed for me for some reason. I might like exit out while you're doing this and like rejoin. Um, but Ben, why don't you go ahead and get us started as I bring up the banner? I'll be right back. <laughs> yeah. So for those who uh, don't know why I'm holding that up, uh, Ryan is a huge Ohio State fan. And um, as people know who listen to the podcast, I am a big Michigan fan. Um, so it was a quite the fun week for me to see that happen. Um, there has been banter back and forth, like Ryan uh, kind of hinted at and, and touched on a little bit. Um, but I mean, the Michigan Wolverines absolutely just shocked the Ohio State Buckeyes and it was wild no one no one expected them to to go into Columbus and and win the way that they did um and I am just oh I'm all for it but but this week has been an absolute was an absolute crazy week when it came to football um LSU got upset by Texas A&M um Georgia or uh not Georgia um Oregon got upset by Oregon State which is their in-state rival um Florida uh, didn't play very well uh, but again, this is just a week of rivalries and UNC uh, shockingly lost to NC State. Um, so this is just quite the fun week when it came to football. Uh, it was a lot of fun. But but now now we have our top four teams and th this is what we need to start looking at when it comes time to uh, talk about the college or uh, the college national championship, uh, the four teams to play in. The um, team as it is right now is Georgia at one, Michigan at two, TCU at three, and USC at four. And honestly, uh, Ryan is I don't know is he back? Yeah, Ryan. Um, I don't know if you I, I I know you've disagreed and, and I know all year you've been on the Ohio State the, at, at the number one train, but more than anything, 
I think Michigan deserves to be at the number one spot. I know Georgia has looked, <laughs> I know Georgia has looked very, very good all year long, uh, but Michigan has the biggest win, has the biggest win all year long. I don't care. This was the biggest win in all of college football with the way that these two ranked teams played two and three went into Columbus and not just one in Columbus. They absolutely manhandled the Buckeyes in Columbus. I think Michigan deserves to be at the number one spot. Um, and I do think when it's all said and done, when we go down to Indianapolis this weekend and absolutely just hand it to the Boilermakers, um, I think it's going to be fun. And I do think at the end of the day, we do end up with that number one spot. Ryan, real quick, what do you think about that? And how are you doing? You know what? What I will say, I hope it does happen. I hope they do get the number one spot. You know, you know why? You don't want to know why? Because the thing is, and when it does happen, it's either going to be TCU or, uh, what is it, UNC? Yes. One of those two teams will lose. Ohio State, among the committee, from recent reports that I have read, is held very, very highly upon their other big wins that they've had. Penn State for being one of them, right? I mean, you look at it, and, I mean, they have notable wins. They're at number five for a reason. I understand that they were number two. They fell three spots, whatever. I mean, they beat Notre Dame, um, you know, Penn State, like I like I mentioned. And, I mean, Michigan, I understand. But I, I want to make this clear. Michigan didn't beat Ohio State. Ohio State beat Ohio State. The mistakes that they were making. And you can sit here. Look, I understand. It's really cute, man. You're super biased. I get it. It's whatever. Have your fun. <laughs> but what I will say is, you know, look, man, have your fun. This is your fourth win. And since we've been alive, enjoy it, please. I mean, I've been there with my Bears. I hope they get a win against Green Bay just because of that reason. And I'll rub it in everybody's face when the Packers lose. But the thing is, in all fairness, Ohio State, I mean, C.J. Stroud played like crap. He did. Because our defense is the best defense in the entire country. For those who don't know what I'm referring to, you guys keep up with the NFL football. Um, the, the, the Michigan defense is, is, is a 49ers defense. They are just, I mean, they swap everyone. It is, it is absolutely wild. I'm sorry. And I, and I know you say Ohio State lost that game, but I, they were defeated, man. That's what it was. Their spirits were down. Yeah, that's the thing. The momentum was completely we, shifted. And don't get me wrong, you guys played really good football. But at the end of the day, Ohio State beat themselves with the mistakes. They were still in the game. But they were down on themselves. They never came back after halftime. And after that, it resulted in the result that we got. What yeah. I will say is, I hope to God Michigan does. You want to know why? Because <laughs> the second that one of these teams loses and Ohio State jumps in at that four spot like they will, we're going to get I, the rematch of the oh, century. I, I, I will say, no matter what happens um, with, with wins and losses this weekend, um, I think it would be fun to see these teams play in, in the national championship. Um, but I will say they will, they will not play each other in, in that first round. The college, the, the committee won't let that happen. I would be very, very surprised if they let each other play in the first round. I could see it happening national champion. Uh, the committee, um, as unbiased as they claim they are, they're all about the storyline. Um, and, and like you're saying, though, I, I would hope to stay at the two spot because I'd much, much rather play TCU over uh, USC. And maybe that's because I'm a little biased towards Quentin Johnston. Um, and I'd love to see him play, but... Um, I'll make I, I, I'll make this this announcement right now. 
if Ohio State and Michigan play each other in that national championship, you're coming home and we're watching that together and we may or may not stream our reactions to everything. Mm-hmm. Just okay, I, maybe. And, and, and I will say, dude, if, if that happens, I, I, was, I was a little scared going into this game. If that's for the national championship, Michigan's going to swamp you guys. Dude, Blake Corum had three touches. Blake Corum's a Heisman contending back. He had three touches. Our backup running back had two huge plays on you guys. I, it, Blake Corum didn't even play. I'm not too worried. Our two best players – or two of our best players on offense didn't play. Our running back, Jackson, our starting Jackson running back didn't hit. hasn't played all year, though. So. Exactly. Don't act like he wouldn't be a difference maker, though. He'd be really good. Okay. I'm, you know what? I'm not going to grasp for straws. Yeah. I'm going to let this week play out and then. Guys, just, you're you're missing so. the point here. Here's the point. USC is going to get knocked off by Utah this week. Utah is going to win that game. Mm-hmm. Utah will win and knock off USC. So Utah's number eleven. USC's number four. They'll be out. So USC will be eleven and two. They'll lose the Pac-10 championship or Pac-12 championship game. They will lose it. I'm telling you this now. You've heard this first. Utah's, uh, well, you should call Utah butter because they're on a roll. They're going to win this game. And then Ohio State's going to sneak in at number four. As they should. You're not going to get – but you know what you guys are not talking about is – and this is funny when I say this. The elephant in the room is Alabama because Roll Tide, their symbol is an elephant. you mm-hmm. got a chance for Alabama to sneak in the back door if they have a strong showing. Uh, Alabama can win get into the top four, but if USC gets beat, I think that it's going to be Georgia wins. I think uh, TCU will win against Kansas state. I think Michigan deserves to be number one. I think Purdue's going to play better than people think the Boilermakers will not beat the Wolverines. There's no chance. I think when the final poll comes out, depending on how strong Michigan plays, there could be a flip-flop between one and two because LSU should play Georgia pretty tough. I think. Yes. Here's so, here's what I'm saying, Vince, in yeah. response to that. I'm strongly against Alabama coming in and, and doing that over Ohio State if that were to happen. I understand, like, there is a chance. But with that being said, Alabama has only one win against a ranked team all year, and that's against Texas. Uh, and Texas is ranked number 21, and Alabama only squeezed out a one-point victory over them on uh, the day before my birthday, September 10th. Um so, with that being said, as far as strength of schedule goes, they've only beaten unranked teams that are straight-up nobodies. They've lost to LSU. They lost to um, – oh, no, I'm sorry. They had another ranked win um, against Mississippi State. Um, but, um, you know, they lost to Tennessee, and that – I mean, that was, that was that a good was game a, too. That was a great game. I mean, that was I, – I think that was the best game all that we've seen all year. Right. And I'm just saying they've had their cool. – Mm-hmm. They've had more ups and downs than Ohio State has all year. Obviously, Ohio State played that one bad game against Michigan, and it just so happened to be probably the most costly of them all. But I'm just saying when it comes to comparing the two, if it came down to USC or Ohio State or Alabama, you know, you've got to put Ohio State over there, over Alabama, over at your, least okay. yeah. over Alabama for sure. USC's punch their ticket if they win this weekend. That's it. That's all it is. So if you're an Ohio State fan like me, you're rooting for a loss in one of these big teams. Um, But more than likely, it's not going to happen. Until then, go Boilermakers. 
Well, think about this too, oh, boys. Wow. About this, if if this plays the way it's going to, USC won't have this opportunity again because why? USC is going to be in the Big Ten. Think about that. So you're going to have USC in the Big Ten. You're going to have uh, Michigan in the Big Ten, Ohio State in the Big Ten, UCLA eventually in the Big Ten. Something's got to give. Yeah. So if you think about it, uh, USC in a couple years is going to be the Big Ten West champion, possibly, <laughs> yes. or UCLA, the Big Ten West, which think about the Big Ten. It's going to stretch from sea to shining sea. You're going to have Rutgers in, in a greater New York, the greater New York area, and you're going to have USC and UCLA in Los Angeles. I mean, yep. my goodness, you're it's, talking about a nationwide conference. And, 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 and to, Ryan, to your point, though, real quick, and, and to even Vince's point, I and I've, I've mentioned it before, but we'll mention it again. The the Big Ten needs to adopt what the Pac-12 is doing. Having this conference is just like having having it, the winner from the West versus the East is just awful. Um, it, it just isn't. It needs to be the two best teams, which would be really really fun, especially with it expanding to the twelve man playoff. That make these games way big. And and if it was Ryan, we would be able to see a Michigan versus Ohio State conference championship battle and that would be huge and that'd be fun back-to-back yeah. -back game I, I think we need to expand it um but just real quick you guys already touched on it each and every week in college corner um i give you guys three games to look forward to um and we've touched on all of them already uh usc goes to play utah in the pac-12 um uh championship uh kansas state versus tcu uh that's going to be the fun one and honestly that's going to be the one i'm watching um, and then Georgia versus LSU. It'll be fun to see how well LSU um, uh, plays Georgia. And honestly, Ryan, I don't you don't like to hear this, but if, if somehow LSU can find a way to beat Georgia, and and and, and I know it's not going to. Oh no, they lost. Never mind. I lied. I forgot. LSU lost this week. There's yeah. no chance in them making it. Um, but yes, that that Kansas State versus TCU, I think, is going to be the game to watch. Um, but then, Ryan, is there anything you want to say before I get into my guy? Boiler up. No, get yeah. out of here. And, and and I went to that. I went to the IU Purdue game. Uh, that was it. Was a lot of fun to go to. Um, How'd that end? Uh, yeah, I mean, IU lost. <laughs> IU got oh. handed. They're yeah, giving me a little I, preview for this week. That's no big deal. Mm -hmm. But I will say, man, <laughs> the Boiler Makers are widely regarded as the Spoiler Makers. So we'll yeah. see how they do this week against Michigan. Um, but yeah, again, like I said, each and every week, I give you guys a player to watch. And with the Bears being this high, I thought it was about time I did Jalen Carter for you guys. Because if the Bears stay this high and don't trade out, I think Jalen Carter is the guy you guys end up drafting. We yeah. are all for it. If you guys don't know who Jalen Carter is, he's, um, we'll call him defensive lineman. He's a defensive lineman for the Georgia Bulldogs. Um, he's a top five pick, no doubt. No one's arguing about that. Uh, he's 6'3", 310 pounds. And the reason I say defensive lineman is because this dude can line up anywhere across the offensive line. I mean, we, we don't see him play wide nine. Um, again, he at the end of the day, he's a D tackle, so he won't play a wide nine. Uh, but he can play nose, two eye, three tech, five tech. Uh, he can play pretty much anywhere across this defensive line. Uh, and this dude is the definition of athlete. We saw last year when Jordan Davis went to the combine and just broke some records. Uh, Jalen Carter is going to be right there with him. He has a great first step. His short area quickness is off the charts. And with that, his burst is great. Uh, but one thing that I noticed while watching him the most is you see him chase down plays. When, when the running backs start to get antsy, 
Um, he finds a way to get off his block and shed it, even if he missed it the first attempt and end up getting that uh, running back from behind. Um, that being said, his pass rush is awesome. He has uh, great first moves, um, but even more than his moves, uh, he has even better counters. His counters, um, he pretty much know how to counter any move that an offensive lineman tries to throw at him. Um, and he really puts those centers and guards right there in the quarterback's lap. And um, obviously the pressure off the edge is a big deal, but if a quarterback has, has their center right there in their lap, it really makes it hard for them to be able to read the field. Um, so more than anything, this, this dude can be really, really scary as a pass rusher from that uh, interior position. Um, and like I said, this dude sounds like, you know, the best defensive tackle in the draft because he is, but he does have a couple of things he needs to work on. His contact balance is a little tough. And because of that, he struggles with double teams. Um, if, you know, he gets hit from the side, we can see him fall down. Um, and as I said, he has great counter moves and good uh, hand moves. Uh, but I would like to see him use his hands a little bit more because um, we see all these moves he puts on him and he has great counters. Um, but he kind of reverts back to his power. And, and I know that's natural for him. Uh, but with him having such good moves and such good counter moves, I'd like to see him use his hands more. Um, and like I said, um, if the Bears stay, uh, you know, in the one to three range, I could absolutely see you guys uh, picking him. And I, and I do think he's the player that you guys end up picking if you guys don't trade back. So that's gotcha. Jalen Carter for you guys. There's anything you guys want to say before we close out the segment? Go for it. No, I was going to say, is there anything you guys have to say? I'm saying go ahead and close it out. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So we'll come back next week and I got a fun player for you guys to um, uh, stay tuned and, and look forward to next week. We have, uh, been avoiding the cornerback position for a reason, um, but I think we're going to start that up. So I look forward to talking about college football and how these uh, conference games uh, end up turning out. It's time for America's favorite game, Weddle. Again, brought to you by Vince Gray himself. Now, how's this going to work? Or how this is going to work, I'm sorry. I uh, pretty much figured out. So Vince is going to be our third third wheel on this one. Um, he's going to kind of pitch in. Um if Vince correctly guesses this character, neither Ben or I will win this week. Um, Vince is going to give us a fighting chance and kind of be our little dark horse in this competition. Um, but everybody knows how this goes. Um, ben won last week. Just to give you a little heads up, he is up 13 to 8. But we're going to go ahead and start off with our guest. And then, Ben, you can pick to have either third or second or third pick. So, Vince. Vince, what, did, Vince do you know how Weddle works? Yeah, I think I remember. I've got to make a guess, and then it, it gives me how many of the, the segments are right in terms of my guess, and that helps us narrow it down. Yep. yep. Okay. Let's do it. Oh, goodness. You know, I, let's just throw a name out there. Let's just say Deshaun Watson. <laughs> just, just for Ben. All right, so he's 27. Um, he's not a quarterback. He's not in the AFC. He's a little bit shorter than six foot two, and his jersey number is way higher than four. Do you want the second or third pick, Ben? Give me third. All right. I'm going to go ahead. Um, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I know he's shorter, but we're just going to go ahead and throw Mike Evans in there. Yeah. Oh, he's taller. My bad. Anyways. All right. Ben? So it's not a – so it's either a wide receiver, which it's looking like it has to be – It's yeah, or a running back. Running back. Um, my guess would be a running back who is 27 in the AFC. 
Um, and you, here, let me the south. Um, gosh, I want I wanted to pick Nick Chubb, but I can't do that because we know it's not a Cleveland it's guy. Not a Brown. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Oh, give me Saquon. I think he's a little bit too young. Yeah. Oh, okay. So six foot tall, 27 years old. Um, he is a running back, uh, not in the south or east. Vince? I think I know so he's in the AFC, is that correct? He's in the yeah, NFC. N- NFC. NFC. Okay. Oh, I, I, I think I know who it is. Me too. So, Ryan, I, you better get it right. <laughs> I, You know what? If he's 27, it's not uh, – you said he's in the NFC. Yes, and it can't be C- It's not CMC, is it? Let's see. Uh, I think CMC is too short, but we'll see. Maybe it, it could be. It's not. Nope. So he's in the A- NFC North. I'm going with Dalvin Cook. It's not okay. NFC North running back, 27. He's six foot tall. Should have known his jersey number was four. So, Ben, was that your guess? No, no, my guess is actually James Conner, but obviously it's not. Um, so I'm looking at the number, which is 26. So the first, the first person who popped into my head was uh, Swift, but it's not Swift. Um, I'm pretty sure I, I would. I'm almost certain it's um, um, Aaron Jones. If it's not him, then it gives it away. Oh, oh you're kidding. All right. So you've got me on the spot because it's an NFC North running back who's 27. I should have mm. stuck with my gut. I don't know why I changed off of what my gut told me. Vince and I will have the final two guesses. I, I'm at a loss, guys, at this point. Ryan, come on. It's man. not Drake. I, I, you can put in Drake Bowen, but that won't be the answer. So. <laughs> Ryan, Go ahead, you know Ryan. What it is. I was thinking um, Jamal Williams. There it is. So, yeah, he's a little bit older, and he played for Green Bay in the past, so that's what I was thinking. Plus, his jersey number was a little bit higher than 33, and he was an NFC North running back. So now is when things get a little difficult. It's a hard mode. Just a little refresher here. We don't help each other out anymore, and uh, this is for all the marbles. This is whether or not Ben and I gets a point and who gets the point if we do. So uh, the champion – Ben, thirteen and eight. You won last week. Decide the uh, the pick order. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll give it to Vince first. Uh, but I want the second pick, and you can have the third pick. All right, Vince. Um, gosh, keeping with my quarterback theme, we'll go with uh, let's go with Fields. Let's see what happens. My first pick every time. Yes. All right, NFC North. He's he's in the NFC. A uh, little bit taller than six foot three. He's older than twenty three, and uh, his jersey number is more than one. He is a defensive player, yes. Um, which makes me think it has to be a defensive lineman. But gosh, that number doesn't give me anything. <laughs> Sorry for that. Uh, that is okay. Um, why not? We'll go with Fletcher Cox. All right. So he's not a defensive tackle. Uh, he's six foot four. He's a little bit older than thirty-one. Um, he's not in the NFC North or NFC East. Now, 
Akeem Hicks is listed as oh no, but it's not. It's not. Oh no, it is actually. I'm going it, with Beige works out it very well. Very well could be. I'm thinking Akeem Hicks because he's listed as a defensive end in Weddle. Which drives me crazy. But yeah, it does for me too. It is NFC South. It is a defensive end. Dang, uh he's a little bit he's dirt. six foot four, a little closer to number ninety-six. Vince, you got anything? You're looking I got at nothing. 33 as well. So uh God, I got nothing. I got nothing, boys. NFC Keep, South. You, I'm giving up my guess. I'm 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 on calling for the relief pitcher. I'm looking for the KG left hander <laughs> here, but uh gosh, I have no idea. Um, go ahead, yeah. guys. Get extra right, guesses right. off of me. <laughs> Ryan, the, the, the first guy who comes into my mind when I think of an older defensive end in the NFC South, um, it has to be Cam Jordan. Uh, at least that's who comes to my head. I'm not saying it, it is Cam Jordan because I think it would be a little bit too easy. Uh, but, but Cam Jordan is the one who comes to my mind. There it is. <laughs> you bet your mind it is. <laughs> Gosh. Okay. Well, All right. Ah! All right, so Ben won again, so he's he's on a little bit more of a hot streak, erasing what I, you know, tried to do. 14 to 8 is the score now. Now, it's time for our favorite segment. What? What's the name of the segment? Oh, you're not talking about Ryan and Ben? Oh, okay, well, hold on, I've got it. It's time for Gridiron Goofs. Now, now Vince... We talked before our first broadcast on Saturday. I hope you told uh, him what it was. We and I didn't just tell him what it was. So mm-hmm. I, I told him, and just to review for those that didn't listen last week, I know family obligations and everything. Uh, we did a Thanksgiving food draft, and I told him plate one and plate two. I didn't tell him names. I didn't tell him, you know, mm-hmm. who who what I did. Blah blah blah. Vince, who won that draft? Uh, uh, Ryan, it was you because your plate was exactly the same as my plate would have been. Uh, and, and I think, I think the, the winning thing for me was the green bean casserole. I'm telling you, uh, my wife is allergic to onions and she still makes the green bean casserole with the, uh, with the dried onions onions on the top. Oh my goodness. Uh, yeah, we had, uh, we had a a Thanksgiving feast at my house and, uh, (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and 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 your plate would have fit in well at my house. Let me put it to you that way. It, it was uh, a winning combination for me, for sure. Well, and and, I and real quick, that. Ryan, I will say. So we posted up. At least I posted a poll. Ryan, Ryan, Ryan was in in the wheelhouse that he blew me out of the water. But we'll see, Ryan. You ended up winning that, um, but it was by a very small margin. Mm. You won fifty five mm. to forty five. Mm. Fifty five mm. to forty five. I have better taste than you. That's all I have to say. Uh, anyways, so this week's Gridiron Goofs, uh, we're doing another draft, and the draft order is going to be Vince, Ben, and then me, just because I had first-round pick last week, picking Stuffing, the steal of the draft, according to a few people that I talked to. Steal of the draft at number one. That's that's wild. We love it. Anyways, that's like, Christmas that's like movies. Taking, that's like taking Trevor Lawrence number one overall and saying Over Justin Fields. That you anyways. can't. No, I, Anyways, Christmas movies. Um, there's lots of them. We're diving right into the Christmas theme. Vince is going first. Vince, what's your favorite Christmas movie of all time? And I'm going to say this because this is an ongoing fight in social media and everything else. I'm of oh, the opinion that no. Die Hard is not a Thank Christmas you. movie. Thank, Thank you. you. I left that off my I left it Die off. Die Hard list. is not a Christmas movie. 
uh, although I do enjoy it. It's very good. Um, I would say uh, one of my favorite Christmas movies is Miracle on 34th Street. And I'm talking the black and white version. I just saw it recently, like last week. Natalie Wood is in that. She doesn't believe in Santa Claus. And uh, I, I like that one. Miracle on 34th Street is, is a good one for me. Ben? Yep. Uh, Ryan, this isn't my favorite. Oh, this isn't my favorite movie. Oh. But I know I know if I don't pick it here in this number one spot, don't. you're picking it. I have to. I, I know if you're I know if I don't pick it here, you're picking it. So give me elf. Yes. Yes, go for it. Take it. Take it all okay, you good, want. Because I'm good. taking the greatest Christmas movie of all time at three. Thank you very much. A Christmas story. Oh, are you serious? I'm not even a fan. I'm not even a fan of that movie. Wow. Get out of here. I think you I think it absolutely just pooped on that movie, and I just I that's a disgrace. I can't believe that just happened. <laughs> you know, saying that kind of thing, Ben, you'll shoot your eye out. So just so you yeah, know. Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, I also like Scrooged mm. with uh, mm-hmm. with uh, Bill Murray. I think I saw that recently too. That's a really good one. Yes, Ben. All right. Um, well, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna pick with my childhood. There's a couple different ways I could go here, which is which is real tough. I'm deciding between two. Um, but I but I, but I think if uh I, I think if I don't pick Home Alone, it's not gonna get to me in the next round. So give me Home Alone. Which one? The first one. The first one is significantly better than the second one. See, I th- I like both of them, so I'm not even going to say they're which one's good. better or not, but they're both yeah. good. I'm not going to take that. Um, as much as I do like the second one, I'm going to be generous here because, you know, it's the giving season now. I'm going to take Jim Carrey's How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Dang, that was on the big board. <laughs> so, um, love that one. Honestly, I mean, it's just great. It's just great. Anyways, Vince? You guys are picking all these most recent ones, and I'm picking all the old black and white ones. So I think that <laughs> we're seeing the age gap. You guys together are not the equal of my age, and this is the stuff that I grew up with. Uh, I like It's a Wonderful Life. I think ah, it's a Christmas movie. That's I think, right. I think it's definitely a Christmas movie, and I love it. That's uh, Again, you talk about the movies that I saw last week during Thanksgiving weekend. Uh, that was one of the three that I watched. So the three that I gave you are the three that I watched. Good, good. That's I. That's that's where I was gonna go to with my pick right here. Okay. That's tough. Um. All right, um, Ryan. I know you're gonna. I, I know you're gonna agree with me on this one. This is the movie that we watched every year in class, no matter what grade you were in. Uh, give me Polar Express. Dang give me it. Polar Express. That was that was me flipping my table right there. <laughs> um in response to that because that's my that was my next pick and now i'm not entirely sure where i'm gonna go which is because there's a lot of ways you can go oh christmas vacation yes um i mean it's it's i mean it's local you got the bears vintage hat you know um <laughs> little fun fact for you the the kid in the movie um was one of the actors from uh, one of the cast members from the big bang theory and it connected you know the dots connected on that um just a couple of years ago actually i was like wait a minute hold on that guy looks familiar my dad was like yeah he should we watch that show all the time so <laughs> anyways You're talking about johnny galecki right who was also uh, in roseanne he was yes. in roseanne as well yes so it's johnny galecki is the actor uh, again i'm going old school i'm going white christmas 
Ah, classic okay. singing. Bing Crosby, love it. White Christmas. Nice. Okay, and 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 I might I, I might I might be over picking this. I might be picking this too high, um, but I I, I want the uh, I want a Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer, but the, but the one where it was like the clay figures or whatever it was. Um, I think it was clay figures, uh, but I, I want Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. I am going with the Santa Claus. Ah, okay. I've got a fun fact about the Santa Claus. What's that? Santa Claus movie. Uh, the Molinator, right? The Tooth Fairy. Mm-hmm. His name is Art Lafleur. He's an actor. He went to Gary. Do believe he went to Gary Lou Wallace High School. He is my wife's second cousin. My really? father-in-law. Yes, my father-in-law grew up with him. Taught him how to drive. Uh, he went to school with Alex Karras, who played for the Detroit Lions, who is an NFL Hall of Famer. He was also in the pilot of the TV show Webster, the very first episode. Uh, he was in. Um, he played a lot of things. He was in Mr. Baseball. He's one of those that guy guys. But uh, the Molinator is a family. I'm related basically by marriage to the Molinator, so that is one of my favorite Christmas movies too. Vince, you're up next. Oh, it's getting tough, man. You know what? And I'm going to throw in, I won't throw in a movie as much as I'll throw in a channel. Okay. Cause I'm the old guy. I'm allowed to do that. <laughs> you're taking um, I will say, I will say Hallmark. Absolutely. And I will tell you my parents, both in their eighties, watch two channels, Fox news and Hallmark Christmas movies. And I'm talking <laughs> in July, they have the Hallmark movie channel on. Uh, and my father who's fighting some things right now knows what movie that woman was in and what character she played in all the Hallmark. So I'm going to, I'm going to pick any Hallmark Christmas movie. That's going to be my uh, present to myself early. Nice. Yeah. Oh gosh, this is tough. There's so many good ones left on the board here. Um, I almost went gremlins here. Um, I almost went gremlins here. Uh, but I'm going to go with my favorite Christmas movie. Um, it's not as popular, but I'm, I'm going to pick Deck the Halls. Love that movie. Okay. All right. Brian, this have one's... you seen that movie? I have. I have. Yes. We talked about a giant list of movies that I haven't seen, and that is one of them uh, that I have seen. But um, this last pick is more of a personal pick for me. Um, and it's also to make up for the fact that I didn't get my stepmom's favorite Christmas movie, White Christmas. Um, but it's 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 a Christmas Carol. Yeah. But it's the Muppets Christmas Carol. <laughs> the Muppets, and, and you laugh. Have you guys actually watched the Muppets? Yeah, Christmas it, Carol? It, yes. it's good. It's good. I've seen it. That's why I'm yeah. laughing. I've seen it. Yeah. So I mean, you know, you probably weren't expecting that pick. But, I had it. I mean, it was on. It was on the big board. I will say, um, this is one that my family watches every single year. So, um, and in fact, all of those are. And the fact that I got Christmas Vacation in the third round, thank you very much. Okay, you know, that was, it's, that it's was good to give, take. but it's also good to receive. So. It's it, it's it's a hot take of mine, and and I know my friends uh, down Tread here lightly. Bloomington. You pooped that on Christmas That is one story. of the most overrated christmas movies i'm sorry that's not even in that's not even, that's a, not a topic christmas movie for me it's not you just i i watched i watched it two or three times i would much rather watch a gremlins over that movie man you are on the naughty list my friend 
Uh, we're going to go ahead and close it out. Vince, thank you so much for coming on the show. Yeah. Uh, we talked about it live on air. Um, you know, we very much wanted you to come back on and uh, it was mutual, I believe. Um, oh, absolutely. So, you know, last second as well, just kind of calling you in. Hey, you want to come on the podcast and everything? We do appreciate it a lot. Uh, do you have any closing statements before we close it out? Well, as I always say, guys, uh, make sure you tune into regional radio sports, rrsn.com video for our continuing coverage of student athletes as we continue through the basketball season. Uh, I appreciate your help this, this season, my friend. Uh, I, I know you worked really hard at it. Uh, you got to see firsthand uh, the preparation that it takes to do these games. It's not easy. Uh, it's hard to get the coaches all lined up. It's hard to get the players all lined up. Uh, the facilities, uh, these athletic directors in these schools sometimes uh, see us as a hindrance and not a help. Uh, yeah. As you saw at New Prairie, the uh, press box can be a little tight. I mean, if we'd gone, gotten a sardine can, we would have had more room. It was really, really <laughs> tight for that broadcast. Uh, but you and, of course, we got to give a shout out to our, our broadcast partner, Nick Hughes. Did yes. a fantastic job this year. Uh, as you would say, phenomenal. Uh, I, I was <laughs> proud of you. I really was proud of your work. Uh, I know how hard you try at this. Uh, ben, you know, I'm giving you all a shout out too. Uh, uh, you got to get some good grades during those finals, my man. And uh, <laughs> and definitely uh, if there's the Big Ten Championship uh, and it's Ohio State and Michigan or the National Championship and it's Ohio State and Michigan, I think rather than you coming home, I think you should have Ryan come down to Bloomington and experience uh, that instead. I think that's a better move. Uh, than him coming, than you coming up north, uh, because Bloomington is a, is, a, is a blast anyway. Yes. Uh, have him come down there and hang out with your college buddies. But guys, as always, uh, I wish you the best during the holiday season. Uh, you're doing a fantastic job with this podcast. It's uh, it's it's definitely a treat. I try to tune in as often as I can, as often as I can. Uh, but again, I'll be covering Crown Point as my main call uh, for Indiana high school basketball. Doing a little college work as well. Uh, but again, rrsn.com. I've got it right over my shoulder here as I go this way. Regional Radio Sports <laughs> Network. There's our website. And of course, I'm on Twitter at, at vgray699. So guys, thanks for having me. It's been a lot of fun. And uh, as always, uh, I'm glad to be uh, like the fifth Beatle. I'm the third wheel most of the time on your podcast. And I, and I do appreciate it. Vince, we do appreciate you a lot yeah. more than you know. Um, but overall, we want to say, if you made it this far, we want to say thank you for listening all the way through. Uh, we hope you enjoyed this week's episode of the Pigskin Project. We have a lot scheduled for next week's show, um, as we always do. So just keep staying tuned. Um, make sure that you're subscribed or following us on all platforms if you haven't already. We'd like to give a big thank you to Anchor.fm, Uppercuts Grooming, Regional Radio Sports Network, and Overtime Sports Network for helping us promote our podcast. Ben pointing up to Overtime as he always does. Please leave a review down below as it helps us more than you know. And that's it for this week. So thanks again for tuning in to the Pigskin Project.